Welcome to the movie podcast and happy new year. Is it wait, what's the what's the rule on happy new year? How far into the year is it okay to say happy new year? I think this is this is too long, I think. Wait, no, we're no, two no. weeks. I think we? the rule is once the Oscar nominations come out, uh-huh. you have that day to say it. Okay. And then anything past that, you're dumb. See, I usually stop by January 2nd because then over there, I'm, I'm already too deep into the year. All right, but what me. if you haven't seen somebody yet in the new year? Like, we haven't we haven't spoken yeah, to you we guys. We haven't really, right? like, talked to our audience. For yeah. The- yeah, for the audience, they're just like, holy shit, you're right, it is 2020. It's been almost a month since we've yeah, been back. It's been yeah, a month. We're, been we're a back stronger than ever before. It's true. We have been working out nonstop, we have I believe, been. for the past month. We've yeah, just been man. getting our vocal Rocky, cords ready. Uh, Rocky montage. <laughs> Rocky montage. <laughs> what do, what? What do vocal exercises, vocal exercises look like? Yeah. Yeah. Right. You, you, you work. Cow now, brown cow. Uh, <laughs> those, uh, those voices you're hearing uh, beside me to my left, but uh, on your end, for the for the audience, they don't know what time I'm talking about. <laughs> do have to they're this they're looking outside the window. They're like, on my left? Is Anthony driving beside us? Uh, you'll you'll hear your heels dancing. It's me, like, giving them the finger <laughs> wow, for some why? reason. It's like, get off the road. <laughs> Are you an old man, by the way, when yes. you drive? Okay. Oh, oh, man. Oh, I am on your left. You're right. I'm like, yeah. On my left. Yeah. We, have, we have Daniel. Daniel, say hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the yeah, new year. We was, have returned. That was pretty good. Thank you. And on my right, been working now you guys know too much about our geography. On my right, I have <laughs> Anthony here. Anthony, say hi. Hi. That was pretty good. That was See, good, that right? That was what I wanted. Happy well, New Year. Was that an accent? Yes. <laughs> Was it I somewhat wait. racially charged? I, I, I was like, I was is about, he going to do a, a Chinese New Year? I, 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 I so literally scared. was about to say Happy Chinese New Year. It's almost that time. Okay. Like, we're getting close. I'm not going to do a Year of the Rat. Accent. Year of the Rat. Year of the, the Rat. My favorite. Yeah. Such an <laughs> ugly. Okay. Don't look at me when you say that. By the way, <laughs> like Year of the ugly Rat. Such an ugly year. Ugly it's, animal. But you for know what? 2020. It's it's a good year. It's going to be a good for us. We got to endure like the rats. You know. So endure. endure like rats. Endure like rats. They oh survive. Rats can survive a lot yeah. of things, right? Yeah, they've Nico Holocaust. They, they yeah. drag pizza across the New York subways. Yeah, they yeah. become master splinter. Right? Yeah. They, they they stick around. So again, we are back on the movie podcast. You can just find us anywhere you stream podcasts. Um, and maybe this year we'll be on more places that you can stream podcasts. Yeah, places you've never even heard of. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna. We're just going to broadcast everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. What's our website, guys? Thistimewith.com slash talk. Send us your questions, your thoughts, your ideas, your recipes, whatever you want to send yeah. us. No recipes yet. I think no we've asked for recipes yet. before. I've asked before. But we haven't received any yet. No, so. why not? Guys, if you if you know a good recipe for uh, you know, bulgogi, send it to me. I, I love Oh, my God. I love bulgogi. I love it. Yeah. Send and then away. I thought of Parasite. Oh, Parasite, which we'll be getting deeper into as well. Definitely. Oh, we definitely will. So, topic of the show, we're going to be talking about the 92nd Oscar nominees. The 92nd Academy Awards. Academy Awards. Hosted by? No, no one. one. <laughs> Again, second year without, a, without a, you know, a host. And uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot to discuss. Yeah, these, these a lot Oscars. to unpack this year. So, before we jump into it, though, let's, uh, let's go into our mailbag. I wasn't sure if that came first. The, it, was, it was the just the cutting of the, the, oh, the envelope. Yes. The, envelope. <laughs> the envelope cutting by Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, the Hannibal Lecter one. So we have a little uh, shout out here from Cosman. Cosman uh, talks about our Star Wars review and he says, Cosman says, I think you guys are doing. I don't know why I'm doing a voice for him. I don't. I don't know what he says. <laughs> doesn't doesn't sound like that. Doesn't sound like that. I think you guys are doing an incredible job. Uh, I think you guys are doing an incredible job with your podcast. I'm totally your fan and listen to you guys every week and enjoy every episode. I wish you guys success and all the best in the new year. May the force be with you. 
always. Oh, that's really nice. That's, that's very, very nice. Cosman yes. wrote a, an incredibly in-depth review of Star Wars. Um, I have it. I'm going to actually put it in the show notes so because I want be able people to be able to read what he said. Give it the justice mm-hmm. it deserves. Give it the justice it deserves. Um, he has a lot of thoughts on it, and like just like we encourage you to send in, like we said, send in your thoughts to the show, what you thought about Star Wars or anything else. But uh, Cosman took the time to write us a really beautiful review on the Rise of Skywalker, so I want to include that in the show notes. Definitely check it out because it's definitely worth reading. Yeah. yeah. Last episode I had the flu and I sounded like you did have the flu. I, yeah. I sounded like Morbius. In this episode, I've got a cold. <laughs> well then. So uh, and we got the Morbius trailer. And we got the Morbius trailer. Yeah. But uh, you know what? Uh, hopefully this year I'll be stronger. My <laughs> immune system will be a bit better. But let's jump into the news. <laughs> We're on the right track for this year. We're nothing could go wrong. Nothing can stop us now. So let's talk about these Oscar nominees. These dropped this morning. Uh, at what, 7 a.m.? 8 a.m.? Uh, I think it was eight, 9... 8, 17 a.m. this morning. 8, 17 yeah. 8, 7, it was a weird time. Yeah. That's all we got to say about that. Yeah. So Nothing let's else about, Let's yeah. talk about these Oscar nominees. So every Oscar nomination time period, there's always a bit of controversy. And you would think that the Academy... Has learned their lesson every year. You would hope so, right? You would hope so. Every every year, there's that glimmer of hope. Like maybe this is the year that remember the, remember the year that Stacy Dash came out was, with uh, Chris Rock. That was yeah. awkward. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was weird. Because like you have oh, yeah, yeah. you had a uh, uh, Issa Rae, Issa Rae, yeah. Issa Rae, and Rae. and uh, John Cho announcing the oh like, the, the nominations. Yeah, it was John Cho, right? I don't remember from yeah. Searching and Harold and Kumar. Yeah, his name yeah. Is John Cho. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, announcing yes. the nominees, yeah. and I'm like, "Hey, they're not white people. <laughs> no, maybe." Is and then you realize, "Oh shoot, that's the only representation from people who aren't white is going to be at this award yeah. announcement." It's it sucks, you know, because like you just hope that every year. Here's the thing: like we're going to get through some of the major categories, obviously, right. and we're going to have a prediction show the week before the Oscars. Yes, yes. Um, but like it just sucks that like. Every year you hope for, hey, let's let's let this be the year of, if there's a controversy, let it be a small one. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. But not this year. No. So let, let let's jump into the first one I've got on the site here is actor in a leading role. Yeah. So we've got Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, Leo for Once Upon a Time, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Joaquin for Joker, and uh, Jonathan Price for Two Popes. Anthony, what are your thoughts? Safe bet. Like no. there's no one that I there's no surprise out of this one. Um I guess I, I, no I surprise would, of someone that wasn't nominated or was nominated. Um uh, wasn't nominated. Yeah. Uh Leonardo DiCaprio I think would be the surprise person like to win? Not to win, but that was nominated because I didn't think he was that, that great. I And Once I Upon a Time? And Once Upon a Time. I really connected with Brad's character. Uh but we'll get to Brad right. sooner. Um, De Niro not getting nominated was, a, I guess, a big surprise. Yeah, and Christian Bale not here either. And Christian, I mean, he's been yeah. there. Was at, he more supporting though? Was he? He was. He's been. Leader? He's been lead in every category. Okay. Of like every award show, he's been getting it for Ford versus Ferrari. So I'm like, again, I'm not upset that he's not there because yeah. he's he's already he's won twice, I think now. Yeah. yeah. Um, was a fighter he won for? Fighter he won for, and he won for Machinist. No, no. Uh, no, Fighter was his first Oscar. Yeah. He won for supporting in that. Yeah. Yeah. And he won Best Actor in I Will Find Out Right Now. We'll oh, my it. gosh. What is it? What is it? What is it? What it's going to bother it? me. Oh, what is it? What is it? What is it? Oh, uh, Dick Cheney. Ah, uh, Vice. Yes. Oh, did he win it for that? Yeah, he, yeah, won, yeah, he yeah. won it for that. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, it, like let, take a look. Wait, no, 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 I don't think it was. It wasn't. It wasn't because no, no, no. that was the year that Remy Malik won. Yeah, I think it, he's only won it once. I think he. I think he won best. That was supporting an actor. I'm going to get it for you guys right now. But I'll let you guys continue. Uh, but yeah, like that was like there was. You know, Joaquin's going to win it. Like, there's no competition. You hope so, here. at least. You hope, I, you hope so. I I believe he's going. There's no. But I mean, the Golden Globes didn't go how we expected as well. Yeah, but he won it there though. I, he did, he did yeah. win it there. Yeah. I would say his closest, based on, like who's trending, the closest person that would give Joaquin um, a right. run for his money is Antonio Banderas and Pain and Glory, and then maybe Adam Driver. Um, yeah, so he's the only one that once. I thought he, I thought he won twice. It was, the, it was the Golden Globes. Oh, Anthony with the yeah. win this year, eh? Yeah. Starting off the year, no bet Anthony. there. No, no bet this year yet. No bet. This no bet. Year. We'll yeah, have, was, we'll have a big bet this year. Though. That was a bet. You bet what? your life. When? Bet oh, your life. what? Oh, wow, <laughs> I'm gonna kill you later. Um, <laughs> or yeah, one I, of these days. I think. Uh, Adam Driver would be cool to see win that category because I think he was phenomenal in Marriage Story, and I think just he's been having a great career. But I, I don't think there's a chance that anybody else wins that yeah, except no. for Joaquin in now this we category. Ha- now we haven't seen Uncut Gems yet because it's coming. Oh, on that was a big snub. And that kind of was a big snub. Yeah, the, but the we, we keep hearing about you know Sandler's performance. And, yeah, yeah, Sandman. So it's it's kind of uh, I guess surprising that he he didn't get the nod this year. But yeah. uh, let's go to supporting role. So supporting we've got Tom Hanks for Beautiful Day. Anthony Hopkins for Two Popes, Pacino for Irishman, Pesci for Irishman, and Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time. Yeah, yeah. good. All I think all this very is the, much stronger than the leading. I think. Yeah. Yes. This is all uh, same exact people from Golden, Golden Globes as well too. Yeah. For drama, who do you guys want it to be? Brad Pitt. I think Brad. I, it would be I nice want to Brad, Brad Pitt. Too. Brad Pitt or Joe Love Pesci. character. Or Joe Pesci. Yeah. If uh, Joe Pesci even shows up. Yeah, <laughs> that's Joe Pesci. also true. Shows up. Um, uh, it's, it's so amazing that someone who hasn't acted. In the past, we'll say ten years, and even after before that was maybe every couple of years, three, four years, can come back, <laughs> just still play a role in. and get nominated, even though it's a role he's typecasted in because he always plays the yeah. wise guy yeah. mafia, but he does it so well. Um, to just be nominated again, yeah, it's like he still got it. He still got it. But I. Love Brad Pitt, and I love Brad Pitt's character in Once Upon a Time. And I, think I think he's the front runner for this one for sure. I would hope so because I really yeah. liked his character as well. And then Al Pacino, you hear a lot of things with um, his performance as Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, in The Irishman, it was great, which was phenomenal. Yeah, so it's a good it's a good um, list of people. Yeah, yeah. solid solid list. list. Um, now because the Academy has to nominate women. I was <laughs> Damn! They have the actress in the leading role. I was about to say I saw a phenomenal tweet today that said like what was it? Uh, it was literally about like oh I'm surprised any females were nominated in this category <laughs> like it's woo! again like we'll we'll go into this later but yeah. I mean we have actress in the leading role we've got uh, Cynthia Erivo for Harriet Scarlett Joe for Marriage Story mm-hmm. Saoirse Ronan for Little Woman Charlize Theron for Bombshell. And Renee Zellweger for Judy. Now Renee won for the Golden Globes, right? So here, I think it's a it's an interesting list. It is. I think there's some snubs in this list too. Who do you think your your biggest snub in? This is for leading actress, right? Leading actress. Now would Aquafina be considered leading? Yes, for so Farewell. She won for Golden, Globe. Golden Globes. Yeah, which biggest snub here? No, I, I, I didn't sure. watch that movie yet, but yeah. I will. But she's I, phenomenal. I heard she was good in it. She's yeah. she's phenomenal. I gotta watch it. it. Yeah. I haven't had the chance to watch it. It's such a good movie so 
that that's a pretty. Big, I'm also very surprised that I mean, even though it wasn't one of my favorite films, I still think performance wise, Lupita Nyong'o for us, for us, yeah, mm-hmm. huge. She, she did two characters in that movie. That's amazing. Like, yeah. how, how how do you not nominate mm-hmm. somebody for that? Yeah, it's 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 crazy, I, and I think it just goes to show that the Academy is still not with it when it comes to horror movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. that they're. But you would think, you know, this is Jordan Peele. His last film did so well, well with the Academy as well. Yeah, you would think that that would open the door for it again like you said us wasn't my favorite movie of last year but there's no doubt like the concept and the performances were phenomenal 100 percent. um yeah it's, it's it's upsetting to see was cynthia nominated for golden globe uh i don't, I don't think so. i don't I think, think she's so like no the surprise of, she's i have seen C- cynthia for harriet right or revo yeah yeah for people i've been seeing a lot of people kind of in an uproar about like oh she was nominated again i don't know the backstory of what's going on there in terms of why it's upsetting or controversial so i apologize mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. my ignorance there but she was nominated for best, she was best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama nice yeah. um but for, yeah for harriet for harriet for golden, golden, Globes. Globes. golden yes. Globes, oh yeah. okay i must have missed that part because she was but then again i actually missed the whole like Renee winning. That's when right. Renee won. Yeah, yeah she came she on, her, on. Her speech was just weird. Slurred yeah. I think stuff. I think Renee is the clear front runner for this one as well too. Which we haven't seen Judy yet, so I mean I can't yeah. speak on her performance. We yeah. saw the premiere of it at TIFF. We did see the premiere. We were like, oh, there's the premiere. There she is. We're gonna go watch Honey Boy. We're gonna go. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I'm surprised that I'll be honest. Like I, I've seen Bombshell. Yeah. And I think the performance in it are good, but we'll see. Like with her, with uh, Charlize in this category, and with Margot Robbie in supporting, I feel like. It's very soft nominees. It's just like very weak. I so I I watched Bombshell as well and I, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, but way more than I what I thought I'd enjoy because I I kept thinking it'd be another the Big Short which I didn't like or right. Vice, but it actually was pretty decent. Yeah, it was it was mm-hmm. good. It was a good performance wise though. I don't know if it was like hitting me in performances. No, yeah, it but, just but that's that's coasted. exactly it. like I feel like it's very weak. Um, Nominee wise, I'm not, yes. I don't mean they're perf- like they're no, 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 you're right. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant like it's weak to, for them to be nominated. It's just kind of like sure. Here it's, you it's, go. it's almost like Meryl doing anything and her being nominated. Exactly. You know what I mean? If anything, like the movie should be nominated for its um, makeup and that's it. Yeah, because it had those prosthetics were great. Not even right. story. No, is it nominated? I don't. I don't know if it's. Uh, in I don't know, but we'll yeah. take a look. But yeah. it wasn't like mind blowing. But prosthetically, yes, they did amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh let's go to supporting for actress. We have Kathy Bates, Richard Jewell, Laura right. Dern for Marriage Story, Scarjo again for Jojo. Jojo, Florence Pooh for Little Woman and Margot for Bombshell. So I'm hearing Florence is what I've been hearing mostly. I haven't seen Little Woman, but Daniel, you have and yeah. can you can you attest to that? I think she's great in Florence, yeah. So I the official pronunciation from what I've looked up now is yeah. is Pew. Almost Pew? like like, like like you're about to say puke, but you're almost not. like puke. almost like like a you're shooting like a, a pew, gun in Star Wars. Pew pew pew. So Florence pew pew. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why I did the snap. Pew. Um, she's fantastic as Amy in Little Woman, and she's just great in general. She's I love just her. great. This was her year, and I I think this year's going to be only better to her now that she's going to be in Black Widow and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised again. Scarlett Johansson had a phenomenal acting year with Marriage Story, JoJo. And Avengers Endgame. But she's very controversial as well. She is. Yeah. I mean, but there is Asian representation now that she's in this category. Shay <laughs> <laughs> just, Shay just, uh, looks so disappointed. She's just sweating right now. <laughs> no, just, <laughs> no, I mean, no, you're right. No, no you're right. That was the, We're finally getting an Asian representation yeah, for this. Um, no, but this is the thing. 
she she's she can be very controversial, but it's crazy. This is the first time she's ever been nominated for an Oscar. But I'm like I'm she so, got nominated twice, and she got nominated twice this year. Like Question. she's never been nominated before. Did as when you're getting nominated, yeah. Do you have to like enter yourself as a nominee, Doesn't or does the studio some, enter you, your, or does your the studio, studio your studio nominates you, and then you have they campaign they campaign do the for your campaign. for yeah, your okay. consideration, right? Right. I'm I think when it comes to the case of JoJo, it's Disney being like, who can who? Let's plug everybody in every category, yeah, yeah. right? And then the Academy votes, but. Again, Scarlett is great in, and she's great in Jojo Rabbit. But I also think there could have been somebody else in that category, like taking that nomination. Because, like, again, it's a great performance, but it's not like when I think back of acting in that year and in supporting roles, I don't think of her right away. Because no, like, what are the chances of her winning both? Right? None. That she won't. I don't think anyone in the Academy is gonna say, "Yeah, I'm gonna nominate. I'm gonna, you know, have her win." Best supporting and, and best actress. So it's just and best, a, and best lead. It's actress. a wasted vote that could have went to someone else. So when you when you compare Golden Globes and Oscars, yeah. what we're missing in the Oscars is J Lo and Annette Bening. So yeah. Annette Bening and J Lo were nominated for Golden Globes mm-hmm. for, for supporting actress. Was Annette Bening in again? She was in the report. Oh yeah, in the report. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the, that's the major difference that we're seeing. Yeah. Everyone's right. and Laura been... Dern won for marriage. I think yeah. I think she'll win here too. Yeah. And all you hear about is. Um, j-lo not getting nominated yeah. j-lo not getting because she was pretty much every other award out there other than the academy she was getting a she nod. was getting a yeah. nod mm. she's not winning but it it's like nice just to be nominated, to, it's nice right? to be nominated because now she'll, the she recognition would be is great oscar nominated so oscar nominated Jennifer my Lopez. thing is do you should there be should you be allowed to be nominated for two um different awards what, you mean two very similar awards, I guess, like that. Even like, that, yeah, they're actress, very yeah supporting I, and leading. Like, I think you should have one. Like you're only allowed I think you should be one. one. But the problem with that though is that you're these are like Netflix is Marriage Story and yeah. Disney or Fox is JoJo. Yeah, right? and at the end of the day, both of them want awards. Of course, so they're going to campaign for both, and it just so happened it doesn't happen often. Right. But it, but it, it happened be- this year, and it's. Of all actors, were to happen to Scarlett. Like I think Jamie right? Foxx was another one. I remember he was nominated for Collateral, and then he was nominated for Ray in the same year. Best Supporting for Collateral, Best Actor right. for Ray, and and like that's it. Just it's one of those weird things that happen sometimes. But it's not. I don't. It's not fair to one movie because like you could have a power. Look at Best Supporting Male for this year, for example. It's powerhouses, right. male actors in that. But I think Brad Pitt is the clear winner there. But sometimes categories are like like best lead actress this year. I think is going to be Renee. Easy. But like it's sometimes there's the the competition's easier and sometimes it's I guess harder to predict. I'm with you though. I think the Oscars should set up like more rules stri- stricter. Like okay, but how you, about in total nominations though? Like you can't. I think there's. Uh, it's, it's it's hard. It's, it's hard. hard to do it. It's hard. I find that it's hard. The like the female or male academy like if we one day yeah merge these two just make it best actor right what happens then oh it's crazy i i think though just like they did for three female three male and it can't be you can't get nominated twice it's gonna get more controversial that way yeah it will be it's just gonna be like i was like oh oh, a male's here's here's another opportunity for males again how do you justify if there was seven great performances by females and you can only pick you know three of those and 
but and yeah there was only one great performance by me and then so, it comes down again to being like well netflix wants to campaign scarlet for best lead actress but jojo mm -hmm. could be like no but we want her for this and it's like then you're having like the controversy like that i think an easy solution to this is just increase the amount of people nominated in each category like who cares like they increased best picture to 10 back when the dark knight wasn't nominated and that mm -hmm. literally was the movie that changed it to 10 why can't there be up to 10 nominees in this you know what i mean like who who cares and it doesn't have you don't have to fill out 10 you like don't. it's just up to 10 you know what i mean like yeah. it's just it's just strange to me it's like well why couldn't it have been the best six or seven performances at the end of the day it's like there'll be more people nominated but then you'll have more people tuning in and there'll be less controversy i think that's such an easy solution also yeah. you're giving the opportunity for others to like vote on people like when i look at these people i think of yeah they were in the biggest movies of the year that are well known right what about all those other movies like parasite that whole cast was not nominated How, there's no all. Like, there's no huge snub. like yeah even though they're the Form. movie was like phenomenal those actors made that movie happen 100%. so right how are you not nominated for that film is completely character driven yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like it has it has six awards total Which oscar phenomenal it's broken a record for south korea but it's like none of them in acting and when you think about that it's like that's, that's not right that's not right at Incre all no. I, I honestly just think the easiest solution is just increase the amount of people nominated in each category it's yeah or just vet harder i guess yeah or let's like, let's uh yeah let's jump to the next one so yeah. we've got animated yeah. feature film we have how to train your dragon the hidden world i lost my body don't even know what that one is yeah i haven't heard of that one klaus 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 klaus, klaus. klaus. <laughs> right uh missing link and toy story 4 yeah no frozen 2 no frozen 2 that's huge pretty big no lion king no lion king yeah um i mean out of all these i've seen how to train dragon and toy story i'd give it a toy story did pixar release any other animated films last year no 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 it was yeah, just, just toy, toy story, story 4 right just toy story 4 yeah so i mean missing link want the golden globe which is a huge, huge surprise yeah. but you never know they yeah. might win it this they might win it this time again but the uh like klaus 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 sorry klaus. yeah yeah klaus, klaus. I was yeah. Like, you guys are going you guys klaus. are going very german with that <laughs> yeah. um netflix animated netflix animated movie yeah. yeah um i remember seeing it and i'm like oh i'm not gonna yeah, we we <laughs> spoke know, about it on the I'm show like, a few weeks ago. Yeah, we just did like, oh, like, it's, oh, it's like a Netflix Christmas movie. Yeah, I was yeah. I was very surprised with Frozen Two being the probably the biggest animated film of the year yes. in terms of yeah. revenue. Revenue, yeah, I think I think not it beat Toy Story. Talk, and yeah. it wasn't just a it wasn't a bad film. I, no. a lot of people said it was good. Yeah, but and I I feel like it also kind of came and went as well did, too. It right? did come and went. It did come yeah. and go. Yeah. yeah, but then you can't compare it to like Missing Link. No, Claws. No. I lost my body. I don't even know what the hell that movie is. And then How to Train Your Dragon, <laughs> which I only know because it's part of that franchise. Yeah, I didn't even know right. it came out. Like, we watched I would, it. I watched I it. Yeah, beautifully it. animated film, but it wasn't. A, it, I think the first and second are a lot stronger than that. Toy one. Story Four is seems like a shoe in for this. And it, they're lucky. You would hope it's so. easily the 4. best animated animation yeah. I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Yeah. So um, next one I'm going to do is uh, cinematography. Cool. Uh, we have Irishman. Mm -hmm. Which is Rodrigo Prieto. Yep. Uh, Joker for Lawrence Schur. Mm -hmm. Lighthouse was Yarin Blaschk, nineteen seventeen. Did I say it wrong? No, no, you're oh, good. Okay, you're no, I was just, I was just so happy to see it there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> nineteen seventeen. Roger Deakins. Yep. And Once Upon a Time was Robert Richardson. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I want to give it to, to Roger. Nineteen seventeen. Yeah. Like that to me. You have to. Yeah. It just. Like I haven't seen oh. the movie, and you have to. 
So, a little background on why Anthony hasn't seen the movie. We were all oh, supposed yeah. to watch it. Yeah, let's yes. talk about this. And then I posted, I literally posted my on my Instagram, like, oh, Boxy Day tradition at the movies. And then Anthony messages our chat saying, was it 10.30 a.m. or p.m.? <laughs> so, I'm t- I'm, so, it's funny because I woke up at like, what, 7 o'clock that morning because we were going to downtown to watch yeah. this film. And Anthony and I were texting because I was like, hey, man, there's a bunch of these great Boxing Day deals. And him and I are texting back and forth. And in my head, I kind of want to almost message him also saying, like, are you getting ready yet? But I was like, oh, nah, I'll see like, you there, man. Like, I, I'll just like, continue talking to him. And anyways, we get downtown. It's like, wait, are you guys watching it now? And it's like, yeah, why were you Poor up that guy, early man. then? Oh, I was no. just up early. That was up early. I didn't think it was going to be like a 10.30 a.m. show. I just That's so funny. It was so early. <laughs> but anyways... Uh, 1917, yeah. the cinematography in that film, phenomenal. Phenomenal, yeah. Roger Deakins just lights it up, literally. Um, um, that's what I want to give it to, but I mean, if you guys have your own opinions, please. Yeah. We've seen pretty much all the movies, except I haven't seen Lighthouse yet. Lighthouse is uh, the cinematography, and that's beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful fi- It's really messed up movie, but it's one of those movies that I couldn't stop watching it, even though the craziness that was going on in it, mm-hmm. really, really amazing cinematography, so... Yeah. Really recommend, cool. recommend it. Let's go into directing. directing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, oh. I'm just, just waiting for you to say it. Directing. Did you pass that? No, I, I'm on it right now. I'm on the Academy website. You are you? Oh, what do you want? I am on the Academy website. Yeah, so am I. I, I, I am the Academy. I scrolled past. I okay, am costume the design. Do you want me to talk about costumes? Wait, wait. I don't care about Let's, costumes I guess design. we'll we'll stick to the bigger awards yeah, for sitting, now. I'm sitting yeah. the bigger awards. Yeah, directing. We got Irishman. By Scorsese, Joker by Scorsese. I'm kidding. Sorry, Todd Phillips. Uh, <laughs> 1917 uh, by one. Sam Mendes. Once Upon a Time by Quentin and Bong Joon Ho for Parasite. Yeah, congrats to those men. As Ray said today, as, as she announced. Oh it. my god. Oh. I think it's um, a toss up between Parasite, Bong yeah. Joon Ho, yeah, and Sam Mendes, 1917. Yeah, really, eh? Yeah. It's like between those two films. I feel like, and I feel 1917 like nineteen seventeen is going to get it because like the Academy loves war movies. Yeah, that's true. Um, and, and they like Mendes too. And they yeah. know that it's going to win best um, international. I think that's what it's called now. And, oh, Parasite's going to win best international yeah, film. Yeah, Parasite's going to win best international. I I just Unless, have this weird feeling Tarantino's going to win because 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 Critics Choice he won. Critics Choice he won. Golden Globe he won. Yeah. And I feel like the Academy loves movies about movies, and that movie is so. They love Hollywood. They love Hollywood. It's so referential, like to them. So I could see it going either way. I would be amazed to see Bong Joon Ho win, though. Like that'd be so cool to I think see. The last person who won both Best Foreign or International and Best Director, I think, it was Roberto Benigni. Oh, really? And you want to check that up? I think for uh, life is life is beautiful, or that was best picture. Maybe I don't know, but it's interesting. No Taika with TT here. Yeah, no Taika. And no Greta Gerwig for Little oh, Women. She's a woman. That's why. That's why. It's in the title of the movie. Yeah, they were like, wait a minute, she's a woman. Like, can we even nominate this for like, Best Picture? Just to have, like, there is also again another category that should be um, ten people. What's her name? Easily. The farewell, uh, uh, Lulu Wang. Wang. Lulu, I was gonna like say, I was gonna say Chuchu Wang. 
You were gonna I'm wait not racist. So I just I, I Man, remember say Happy New Year again. I, yes. Like I remember <laughs> her name year. like rem, like rhymed with another. Lulu Wong, and I was gonna say Juju, <laughs> Juju, Juju Chan. Yeah. yeah, again, that's her cousin. Okay, the, the farewell not being here for anything is 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 very surprising. What is the Academy allergic to women? Is that what it is? I think so. It's just bizarre. Like why don't they just look at but the like, list and go? So. And it's not that these we're, we're throwing women into this for the sake of it. We're throwing them in because they deserve this. Dude, 2019 was a an insane year for female-directed movies. And at the end of the day, it's like, we shouldn't even have to classify, oh, female-directed. It's just, they're directors. Yes. And it's like, it's just... it's well, why can't you it's just nominate it's like, why? a woman? Again, like, what's hard of that? 10, 10 movies for Best Picture, 10 directors nominated. Who gives a yeah. shit i was actually wrong about roberto Benini. he won best actor and best international but not best director gotcha oh, okay, okay um but uh getting back to the female thing so i know like was two three years ago we had the whole like you know oscar so white oscar so, oscar white, so yeah. white and then they they changed it and they were like okay so let's we read we read on in july they yeah. added almost 900 new members to the 900 academy new members and really, this year, you could hear the announcers emphasize that these awards are being nominated by the people who are actually doing this uh, this role. If you're a director, if you're you a director, vote for directors, you're only, right? Yes. So, there are there just too few female directors in the Academy? And, all, you know, you got to think about it. Because if they're bringing in people for nominations like they're right. are allowing people to be in the, the academy membership how many of them are female that are actresses right and then how many are female that are directors but, and that could yeah. be a, a we'll say a, a monopoly right because there's not enough members to give them right. that boost because i mean at the end of the day just because you're a male doesn't always going to mean you're going to vote for a male director or if, or if you're female you're going for female but it's like at the end of the day the way the oscar is such a monopoly of, I guess, white dudes. Maybe it just that's just how it is nominated because that's the majority of there that are there, and th that's the foundation of it already, right? I mean, once you're in the academy, you're always in the academy, right? Yes, I believe unless so. You, unless you obviously opt out yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like it just it just it sucks that this just continues to happen. It's like, yeah. and again, it's not something that's going to change one year to the next. It's going to be like. Let's look at 2009 versus two, let's look at in 2030 what progress was made in the last 10 years. So right? you can all the only people you can really like call out are directors who are part of the yeah. academy direct academy membership for yeah. directing. Yeah, and their majority of them are yeah. men. Greta Gerwig was on. Uh, I think she was on Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel, and she's like, or yeah, I was talking one Carson. of the Jimmys. Jimmy. She was talking like to like the Hollywood Foreign Press, which is only like ninety people or something, right? And they're like, "Yeah, a lot of them came out to me and said I voted for you for best director." And then she's like, "Obviously, you didn't because I wasn't nominated, or I didn't, I didn't. She didn't. She, she wasn't nominated, right? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, so it's like, so it's like, kind of like a knives out when they're like, we. I thought you should have been there at the funeral. Yeah, <laughs> I would have voted for Obama yeah. the third time if I could. Yeah, like, yeah, crazy. it's uh, strange. All right, best picture, Ford versus Ferrari. Nice to see it there. Nice, nice to, see to see it, it there. there. The Irishman. Yep. Yo-Yo Rabbit. Sorry. Jojo <laughs> Rabbit. Joker. Little Woman. Marriage Story. 1917. Once Upon a Time. And Parasite. What do you guys there's, think? There's so many great films in that list. Yep. I, I like, 
I wanted to go to um, Ford versus Ferrari. But there is also a part of me that wants it to go to 1917. And there's also another part of me that wants to go to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And there's Parasite. So it's like, <laughs> right. I don't think Little Women is going to win it. I don't think, uh, what was it? Uh, Irishman. Irishman. Is going to win it. Um, I don't think Marriage Story is going to win it. Marriage no. Story is going to win I have a it. feeling it may be JoJo. I could see JoJo getting the win. Um, I again, I just have this I weird. I just JoJo. have this weird feeling that, like JoJo, almost seeing like it's like the Shape of Water of this year. It's like yeah. a movie nobody's predicting for anything, but it's going to just go in and win stuff. But I, I have a feeling that this is going to be finally the year that Tarantino gets his best picture win. I think it's going to go to Parasite. I wanted to go to Parasite It'll be just because it's been see. talked about for so so yeah. many people who have never seen like a Korean film or anything like that. Foreign film, foreign yeah. film, Parasite, 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 Parasite. It's and like well everywhere. And it's yeah. well deserved. Like, it's not a, um, a you know a Green Book. Yeah. yeah. Even though Green Book was a great film, it wasn't yeah. like a great film. Yeah. This movie, like like Parasite, it's it's hard to talk about it because it sounds like we're hyping it up but i think it deserves every bit of hype yeah it yes no and it's it a great and film. it doesn't feel like again uh, nothing it's a timeless film yeah, yeah nothing to the uh, like the other films nominated but there's sometimes that movies get nominated be it a period piece or something where it just feels so like oscar baby mm-hmm. you know what i mean or yeah. it's just like this it just felt like it's a movie that it just it just feels like one of those timeless movies like you said that like years from now when you go into somebody's bedroom, you'll see a poster of it on their wall because it's oh, like yeah. it's like one of those staple it's movies. It's like yeah. kind of like how you had, you know, um, Pulp Fiction. Almost. Yeah, it's like it just felt like that. Like it yeah. just felt like that is a moment in time of that's that's the movie. Yeah, you know. Whereas Once Upon a Time, it it just caters to the Academy. It caters yeah. them, and it it's like, hey, look, I'm giving you La La Land again. Do you yeah. want this? You want this? And I kind of don't want it to go to Quentin anymore, even though I like I loved. Once upon a time, yeah, yeah. But when he accepted his award for, the for he's so weird. He for like oh um, for best screenplay, best screenplay. Yeah. He's like I don't have anyone to thank because I don't share my script with anyone. Yeah, he's like I did and this I'm myself. Like, don't be like, ungrateful, oh, dude. Come on, because there's so many people who've given you these ideas yeah. that you've picked and you've taken, and I'm pretty sure, dude. Quentin Tarantino is inspired like, by he's everything. A film student. You he's know what literally I mean? a film student director. Yeah. So, which is funny because he didn't go to film school, but like. But he's he's but like, he's like the, that. yeah like he's like the film student. But yeah. you should always be humble. Yeah, for like, your, for your success. Because yeah, because you'll there's so many people who who've worked actually harder than you. Yeah, and will never get it. And it's like and so it's, it's, that's exactly it. It's like because I like Tarantino. Like I love his movies, most of his movies. Mm-hmm. But then you hear him talk or say it, and it's like man, his ego is just like through the yeah. roof. And I get that's part of that's part of being an artist in a sense, right? But like. You have the you have the the guy who opened up the Golden Globes from that from his show. Ricky Gervais? No, no, the 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 Muslim guy. What's his Why name? Are you pointing at me though? No, because <laughs> we were talking about him. Remy. Remy, yeah, the Remy show Yusuf? Remy from uh, it's a Hulu show, right? Yeah, he yeah. was funny by the way. He, he was funny, laugh. but like, he was also if you just like watch the show. yeah, and he's like such a, like a humble guy, and yeah. like at the end of the day, they both won a Golden Globe, but it's like the difference between them accepting it. It's like. It just sucks that like you have such there's such an ego there. Yeah. It's like relax, it's, like it's because people feed into it. It's like oh yeah. yeah, like he, you have to like that because that's what makes him great. Like right. you have to love Steve Jobs for being this ascent, like this way of thinking. Because if he didn't think that way, right, 
He's like the Kanye West of like I get it, yeah. but I also don't get it because yeah, you don't but it doesn't have mean to I can't say that you're a piece being of shit a prick though. To <laughs> you know be what great, I mean? Because you got to look at other people who have not done that, who've right. changed the world. Right. I'm sorry, Steve Jobs changed the world, but yeah. like he really doesn't mean he had to be a nice he person. Didn't right? Change the world. I'm a businessman, business <laughs> not, not a, a businessman. Business you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Just, I'm with, I'm on your way being, back there. I get it. You know. So those are the those are the big ones. If there are any other one that you want me to touch on, we can go through it. But I don't. Yeah. I think those are the big don't ones. Don't touch anything. Don't touch me. Don't touch anything. Um, I don't want to touch you guys. But yeah, we will have our prediction show yes. the yes. week before the Oscars. Hundred percent. So we will basically have like a score sheets. We will bingo. We'll almost. go through our go through each category, give our prediction for each one, and then we'll see who comes out the victor on our Oscar show. And the victim. The f- <laughs> the victim, oh god <laughs> after the oscars so we'll have an oscar special cool uh jumping to the next story here we've got warner brothers is signing a deal for ai driven film management system this is coming from tatiana siegel from the hollywood reporter so warner brothers has become the latest studio to publicly embrace ai artificial intelligence the movie division has signed a deal with synalytic to use the latter's ai driven project management system that was launched last year under the new deal Warners will leverage the system's comprehensive data and predictive analytics to guide decision-making at the green light stage. The integrated online platform can assess the value of a star in any territory and how much a film is expected to make in theaters and on other ancillary streams. While the platform won't necessarily predict what will be the next billion-dollar surprise like Warner's hit Joker, it will reduce the amount of time executives spend on low-value repetitive tasks and instead give them better dollar figure parameters for packaging okay there's a lot of that's a lot of stuff in there <laughs> i think there. the best way what to kind of like saying? yeah i was speaking in so now one zero one one zero one zero one basically to, to sum that up there is now going to be an ai like some sort of algorithm that right. will predict a film's star value uh probability to make money and kind of like Throw it all together, almost like just like a number generator, and I'll throw in this: Hey, if you put Tom Hanks or Leonardo DiCaprio in this movie with this director with this storyline, this is how much it's expected to make. So we're going down the path of taking out the human side and now just formulating films and scripts based on a robot. I guess you could say. Surprise! Like, I'm surprised that we didn't have this before. I've like. Yeah, it's like when you think about because it. Because if you, it's a business. Like yeah. films are businesses. Um, it's crazy, like that we're gonna have an AI that's gonna generate a f- film for us based on an actor's worth and storyline. I mean, how, like it's so cool. <laughs> it's it's kind of cool because it's like either we're gonna get a lot of Fast and Furious or a lot of freaking. <laughs> You know, superhero. Films. Every movie next year is going to be starring Dwayne Johnson <laughs> and Kevin uh, Hart, yeah. Dwayne the Rock Johnson in Schindler's List too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is this is a weird one because it's it's controversial. It's controversial, and if it's being used as as a tool, just like as a prediction, but like when you look at Warner Brothers last year, Warner Brothers didn't have a, the greatest 2019. They had a lot of original films that flopped at the box office. And their big, their big, biggest success, I guess, being like Joker and Shazam did pretty well as well too. But yeah, they had a lot of like smaller films that like did not perform well. Mm-hmm. It just, it just, 
this just seems so like overlord esque, like Skynet type deal that like it doesn't it doesn't feel like this should be happening. You know what I mean? It feels like it feels off. But it it does feel off. But it also like if I were was like you know building films or I was yeah. the president of something, it makes sense. It's like how yeah. do we generate more money based on what people want to see right. with who they want to see on screen? Right. Because like again, like we're not we don't know like to the full extent how it will be used, right? Yeah. But if it's like, I, I guess when, once the story broke, people took it as like this is like our this is going to be our future. Like films are going to go basically through like they're going to drop a film in this machine and it's going to like pop out like yes or no type deal. And it's mm-hmm. like that's where people are I guess kind of scared of it. In a sense, but it's it, it's just weird. Like it, yeah. you look at it and you're like, oh well, there goes any idea that could be original. Almost right. you're, you're tossing that out the window. Um, when you look at last year, Warner Brothers had, I mean, they had a weird year. They had a Lego Movie Part Two, which didn't do as well as they wanted to. They had Nancy Drew. They had Detective Pikachu, but they also had Godzilla that didn't do well. They had Shaft. Like Shaft is a film that I feel like this damn algorithm is gonna pump out, seeing like make another Shaft movie. But they also had The Kitchen, which didn't do well. They had It Chapter 2, which yeah. was okay. But Blinded by the Light didn't do well. Bomb. Goldfinch. Like, there was a lot of movies last year that... Doctor Sleep, you know? Yeah, that just did not hit last year with them. It's, it's, it's as, and you know what's funny? Because we also reported last year that uh, Warner Brothers is now being taken over by a new CEO. I forget her name. Right. I'll try to find it if I can. Oh, it's okay. You, you continue on. I'll find yeah. it for you. And uh, you would hope that she would kind of come in and... Change things up the right way. Anna Sarnoff. Anna Sarnoff. Yeah. She came from BBC, I believe, right? Right. She would come in and change things up the right way. But this this just seems like a decision that isn't smart or no. or in the favor of creativity. That's not at all. So I'm I mean, I can't say anything else about it until we see it kind of take place. How long will it take for it to take place? We won't know. Maybe. I can just see like these independent directors going to a computer, please take my script, yeah. please, 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 please. No, you <laughs> do not generate <laughs> enough revenue for How much money to... do you need? <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's all that we can I guess, say about that, right? Yeah. Cool. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's all. That's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. Parasite. HBO is in talks for a limited series based on Bong Joon-ho's movie from Bong and Adam K. This is coming from Nelly Andriva from Deadline. So HBO's negotiations for a limited series based on uh, one of the hottest movies of last year, Parasite. Bong and Adam McKay will craft the TV series adaptation from CJ Entertainment, the studio behind the film. McKay's Hyper Object Industries and Duho's Choi's Kate Street Picture Company... Parasite series was probably pursued by top streamers, including Netflix, but the in-demand bong chose to set the project at HBO, which has a strong record for limited series. Parasite and HBO, it, it's a good combination. It is. But I don't want to see <laughs> anything more from Parasite. Like, it's, it's such a contained story. It's such a thing. Right. Just leave it alone. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. again, not going into any spoilers for Parasite, but like, it's very much a self-contained story. So HBO would probably give it what, like eight episodes? Yeah, eight to ten episodes. And again, HBO has the quality, obviously, but it's also and Bong Joon Ho like will be attached to it, which is nice to see. But it's also like, why does this need to happen? Just watch Parasite. Just watch Parasite. Yeah, yeah just watch Parasite. And this is also will be a show um, with that's going to be after 
the um, who's the guy who left? Uh, oh, HBO. Yeah, I could. T- uh, should we should have it in the doc? We, here. We're going to talk about him actually in a couple of minutes. Richard uh, Plepler. 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 Who really um, drove HBO's yeah. like original shows, and they he kind of actually was pushed out when uh, HBO was when Warner Brothers came in. Was it Warner Brothers or who was the company that bought him? Uh, when CBS and Viacom merged. Yeah. Um, he kind of jumped ship, I guess, because he was with HBO for 27 years. Yeah. So, like, HBO's quality, a lot of that is attributed because to him. Because of him. It was so a now huge part. He's with Apple now. Yeah. And HBO's going to be doing this new Parasite show, which, again, like, are, is it just going to be retelling of this, the, the movie, but, like, yeah. in a longer form? I, I'm assuming, like, why else Or do you it? have to, is it going to be a part of that story Will it still after? take place in, like, korea like, like yeah, yeah, that's the thing like what like it's, it's going to be americanized it's going to take place in the states yeah 100 it's going to take place in it's the states. just uh you i don't know I, I when i watched parasite the five times that i've watched it now i every time i look at it i'm like this movie it starts and ends and i'm satisfied from beginning to end because right. it, that's it that's all i needed i don't need yeah. any more of this right. story i mean it could be a phenomenal show but i'm glad that like bong joo ho's involved in it and it could be a phenomenal show, but again, it's like this. Adam McKay's a weird choice, though. Yeah, but it's one of those things where it's like this always happens. This always yeah. somehow we like if you look at Infernal Affairs and you look at Departed. Like I love the Departed yeah. like, as we do, um, but hopefully this is a good thing. But like right now, when you're coming off the success of Parasite, you're just like, oh, why, why even touch something that that's yeah. good, right? Yeah, it sucks. Uh Next story here we got is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness loses director Scott Derrickson. This is coming from our boy, Boris Kit. Starting off the year with Boris Kit. Yeah, it's a sad story, though, with it Boris is. Yeah. from the Hollywood Reporter. So, Marvel's Doctor Strange sequel has lost its director. Scott Derrickson has exited Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness due to creative differences. The Hollywood Reporter has confirmed Marvel and I have mutually agreed to part ways on Doctor Sleep, uh, Doctor Strange, sorry, <laughs> due to creative differences. <laughs> The filmmaker wrote Thursday on Twitter, I'm thankful for a collaboration and will remain on as, exe- will remain on as an executive producer. The future project uh, was heading toward a main start, which is not expected to shift. Benedict Cumberbatch is reprising his role as a master of the mystic arts. The Pick's release is still set for May 7th of next year. So it's soon. Yeah. I'm okay. surprised that he was like, oh, um, because of creative differences. Yeah. Because Doctor Strange was so out there. Like yeah. that film was like crazy in terms of like visuals and visuals just like and just creativity and world, all. yeah, yeah. So I wonder what they were. I think like, he wanted to go horror, yeah. And Marvel's like, listen, dude, PG thirteen, but we he don't is a horror. horror. Like he, he is has a horror, a horror sense. Yeah, like as a character, he's he kind of goes underworld. Like that's his yeah dem- the demon type of sorcerer supreme. Right, like, that's what they do. Um, yeah, it's it's a bummer to see. I think the consistency that we keep seeing here when it comes to these parting of directors of is creative differences. Mm-hmm. And then like look back at um Ant-Man. Ant-Man, Star Wars who with was, uh, Colin Trevorrow. No, but who was Ant-Man? Edgar yeah. Wright. Edgar Wright, that's right. It. Um out of all the splits that we've seen, like Phil Lord and Chris Miller with Solo as well. Yeah. Um this one seems like the most like nice on both sides Mm -hmm. as the fact that he's saying i'm staying on obviously i feel like he'd stay on anyway because he wrote the movie yeah um it's just i just wish that he stayed because i i was a huge fan of the first movie and i just love the character of dr strange 
and like how we've seen him in Avengers and everything too. So I was excited to see the next phase of the MCU with these visionaries coming through, like like the director's visions coming through to the next one because Marvel is in a place where they can get weird and stuff with it now. Right. But, yeah. But is this Kevin Feige's like like decision? Is it? I just, don't know. Like, I would assume so. I, right. Like, it would. He's a he's a top guy there, right? So. I, I'm just I just want to be I wish we could have been flies on the wall and just kind of like heard what was what was going on because obviously the script would have been done now mm-hmm. so it's like what well they're probably gearing up for production right right so it could have been like what could it have been that was changing it like there's rumors right now that there's kind of a some shakeups going on in terms of what the future of the phase three is looking like so they're doing some changes there so maybe there was something that they had to introduce that Scott didn't want to do there's so many possible the possibilities are endless which is the freaking tagline from the first movie so yeah i'm just gonna take my uh, nerd glasses off now (laughs) i i I personally wasn't the biggest fan of the first one um but i but i do like scott derrickson i think he as a director and as a personality he's very interesting so when i heard that he was coming back i was still like okay yeah Yeah. let's let's do this and the fact that he wanted to kind of dive into horror, which you know he comes from the sinister background, right? You were, I was, I was even more. I'm like, okay, look, I'm actually looking forward to this one, right? Mm-hmm. But now it seems it's gonna play it safe again, and it's gonna go down like the Marvel route, and nothing against Marvel, but it's just you know what you're gonna get. They have the recipe, right? Yeah, you just you could just kind of know what you're gonna get. It right. a, a director is almost a formality for Marvel. It doesn't really make a difference who's directing the film because at the end of the day, it's gonna get churned out the same way. Right. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's a bit more like we've seen bit better successes when you've had like better like look at the Russo brothers when they're coming in, they have success and it just it just it's unfortunate that this is happening and it's mm-hmm. like it's again it's another kind of knock against disney when the people think of like a director's wanting to go work there there's always that fear of like it's you, not your movie it's not your movie right and yeah. this doesn't help that image of that yeah. even though you see someone like james gunn and a lot of the directors saying like marvel has never told them what to do yeah right just make your movie but when you see stuff like this happens you're always you kind of wonder like, like what's what's yeah. happening right it must be so frustrating as a director to never have complete control over what your vision is is going to be on the screen it's like it's almost like it's it sucks it's <laughs> it's it's hard because like it's, it's just it's, awful like, it's not director a, by director it's a director almost by committee right yeah yeah and it's, it's hard because like, yeah, like, we're when, just hiring when, you to direct but you're not like directing you know like yeah, it's you it's can't not your movie it's not your movie yeah. it's not your vision and, it's, and it's that's garbage. and <laughs> when things like this happen that's the perception that's given off yeah. right um, especially like once they have a date, it's like you're just—it's a sprint to the end from that point, mm-hmm. right? We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's like literally a year and a bit away now. So, yep. yeah. Our next uh, next few stories, we're just gonna kind of go through them a little bit faster so we can hop on to the next stuff. But Timothy Chalamet playing Bob Dylan in the next, uh, well, Bob Dylan biopic directed <laughs> by uh, in the next Avengers movie. No, no. sorry, uh, <laughs> directed by James Mangold. So that's gonna be good. I mean. We talk about Timothy Chalamet on this podcast, yeah, like he's yeah. our friend of the show, patron like a, saint. A Bob Dylan, yeah, he does. He's yeah. a Bob Dylan-y face. Bob Dylan-y face, yeah, yeah. Which is which is good to see. And James Mangold again, fantastic director. Excited to see it. So excited really to see excited. That. His um, his film walked the line with Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon about Johnny Cash. Yeah, great. Film. It's an all timer for me. So like to see him doing a Bob Dylan movie, very cool. Cool. Very very cool. Uh, Apple deal returns former HBO boss Richard Plepper 
to Spotlight. Yeah, this which is, we, uh, which we just talked about, about as well. So that's that's pretty cool. I'm really interested to see what he can bring to the table. Yeah. with um, Apple TV Plus. Yeah, we just got uh, news today that you know Dave Bautista is coming to see yeah. season two. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. exciting. Yeah, exciting stuff. Filmmaker Mode will eliminate motion smoothing in 2020. This is backed by Nolan and the Directors Guild Association, DGA. It's coming from Zach Scharf of the IndieWire. So Hollywood's fight against motion smoothing got a major boost this week at CES in Las Vegas where the UHD Alliance unveiled new information. <laughs> Sounds so intense, eh? The UHD Alliance. The UHD Alliance. <laughs> about the new Filmmaker <laughs> Mode TV setting. So news broke last August. We talked about it before as well, where, you know, Chris Nolan, Paul Thomas Anderson, Patty Jenkins, Kugler... So Scorsese, Rand Johnson, uh, they introduced a new TV setting that would preserve that cinematic representation of images. So that would be color, contrast, aspect ratio, frame rates, normal motion smoothing. I, I mean, I don't know who has motion smoothing turned on their TVs because that is... I think a lot of people do. I, I know. Of, I think a lot of people like, just I, don't know. They people just, do. But. And, and that's the thing, like, with the smarter TVs get now, like, we just got, like, I got my OLED last summer, then we just got a TV in November, like, a, a new family TV, which... We haven't bought like a family TV in like ten years. Yeah. So like having like a new one, like I was already knew what settings like to work with because I was used to like the TV I just got. But like to to go through every single input because before it was like you just it's like just the TV had its base settings, but yeah. now every single input has its own has like ten different settings, and within each of those settings, you have to make sure motion mm-hmm. smoothing is off. Yeah. So it's like there's so many extra steps that. It's cool to see that there's just going to be a one stop, just like boop, and filmmaker it's, mode. Yeah, I it's find crazy myself, that we have to like get to this point. <laughs> crazy, right? Yeah, I find myself like because I also just got a new TV, same one you did, Daniel, and uh, going through those settings. I find myself going through them a lot and being like, "Oh my god, this something seems a little off." So I primarily use my TV to watch movies, right? And that's this mode. If it comes out, that's yeah. fantastic. That's what I want. Yeah, because it's funny because like even like to get even like nerdier with it, it's like. Even like you, I don't think I've ever paid attention more to, like to the format of watching things until I've gotten a new TV. Because it's like not only do you have 4K, there's a different setting if it's 4K and HDR, and then yeah. if it's Dolby Vision, that's something else, and yeah. if it's just HD, it's something else. So it's yeah. like there's so many things that I don't think people realize that is happening in the background. So like to have again, like just have one setting to turn into that. Hopefully, that's going to solve a lot of problems and make. Movies not look like they're like soap operas. Yeah, right? If you're out there with motion smoothing turned on your TV, turn it off. This is a PSA. Turn it this off. This is this is not what you want to use. You don't want to use motion smoothing because no. that will make your movie look like a soap opera. That's not how it's intended to look. No. It's so crazy. Frames. Like people think that's how it's supposed to look. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, is this new? I'll just stick with it because <laughs> yeah, I don't. Like, know. Oh, that looks very fast. I feel like sometimes you even see it like when there's a million TVs like at stores and stuff like that, and they I feel like sometimes the employees just like. Demo it, and you're just like, why does this look like garbage? Yeah. And it's like, you literally have to. I think I'm still playing with settings on my team. Yeah, seriously. You know, it's never ending. Uh, Hans Zimmer is taking over as composer on No Time to Die. Hansi. Hansi. This is coming from John Burlingame of Variety. Uh, Hansi, as we call him around here. So he's replacing Dan Romer, the American composer who had previously been announced in the film. I think he'd worked with um, Corey Fuji, Fujikama? Fuji, yeah. Fujiwudu? <laughs> What's his name? Corey Fujikanga? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I thought it's he like was a, your boy. He's not my boy. I thought he was your boy. Come on. <laughs> no, because he did True Detectives. Yeah, one. that's your boy. Yeah. Fukunagawa. <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. I think it's Fujikanga. Is it Daniel? Uh, it is. 
Listen, man, this is a G-rated show. <laughs> All the Japanese we've listeners, said, said shit right now, they're just like fucking imbeciles. <laughs> Are you having trouble pronouncing the name? No, I'm just trying to find it. Oh. It's not on the article. Have Siri say it. No, she'll, oh, Siri she'll will pr- butcher it. She'll pronounce it phonetically. <laughs> what other movie has he directed? That's, He's in True Detective. Uh, no, no, but like, has he ever done a movie? Uh, the the one with Idris Elba. Oh, uh, Birth of a Nation. Birth, uh, Birth of a Nation, did you do? Birth of a Nation, yeah. Oh, man, that's not his name. Corey Fuka. I have it here. It's it's Fu- Fukunaga. Fuka, I was pretty close. Fukunaga. Fukunaga. Who yeah. directed Beasts of No Nation? Oh, Beasts of No Nation. Yeah. Hum, I'm not sure. Wow. That's it. That's Damn. it's a weird pronunciation, but I think I'm not sure is gonna be yeah. So, anyways, that's uh, <laughs> thanks, sir. That's big. So Hans Zimmer. I mean, I th- I think I said this before. It really like I'm excited that Zimmer's direct, uh, yeah. sorry, composing. But aren't there more than like three composers out there? No. You guys know that meme of them like playing the throwing the water bottles at yeah. each other just back and forth. Yeah, yeah. It's literally this. Like I feel like it's like only five directors working today. Giacchino, Giacchino, Hans, Hans Zimmer. Zimmer. Thomas Newman, <laughs> Thomas Newman, yeah. and Ludwig. Ludwig. Ludwig well, Ludwig's yeah. good now. He's in, he's in now. He's, he's getting in there. Uh, and then Daniel Pemberton. Yeah, they're, like they're the only ones getting they're work like, right now. There's like four or five composers in Hollywood. Yeah, okay, and, and then all the, like when you see other ones, you see like Henry Jackman, and yes. you see like other ones. It's like those all come from the from Hans Zimmer's from, camp, yeah, right? Because yeah, they were all part of Hans of Zimmer, Zimmer's yeah. the school of Zimmer. Yeah, Junkie XL. Yeah, man, like and, oh, and Raman Jawaja. Uh, Ramen, oh, Dwaji? Dwaji. Yeah. Yeah, like, just, like, like seven <laughs> dudes that compose. Come on, there's got to be someone else yeah. out there that can compose that's a movie. Why I was, that's why I was so happy to see Hildur, um, really long Swedish last name for Joker. Because ah. um, she, she did, like, uh, in Joker, like, phenomenal score. score. Yeah. And she, I think she's only, like, the third or fifth director to ever be female nominated in that category. Composer? Which is crazy. I was yeah, saying to composer. you guys... Later, I think it was this, earlier this week or last week. Like, there, there's not a like when you're a composer, you're not a bad composer. It's you know, hard. Like, to, like, it's hard not yeah. like your music. You can make non-memorable scores. Yeah, you you notice. I think bad scores, but anything else, like you don't really pay attention to. It's like it's like it's audio. very unique. It's, like, it's just like yeah. it's. I think you notice when it's bad. How do you notice? Like, how do you notice? Of, like, if it's like maybe annoying. I think maybe not. Yes, but I've never had that. But like I every soundtrack, yeah. it could be like the a crappy movie. Man, that soundtrack sounds good. Right. Like oh yeah, yeah. yeah but, was... but I think we notice when it's amazing though, because like when we watched the Tenet prologue and we heard Ludwig just slapping like, that Tenet, IMAX reminded, space. But see, that reminded me of like a Hans Zimmer style Dark Knight. That's what it reminded really? me. Really, Dark Knight. Like. And then cut to silence. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm going to go Ludwig? back into the future, forward in the future, and yeah. uh, you're going to die. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. That it was very Zimmer. Yeah, or maybe Remnant. very Nolan esque. Very, Nolan- Nolan- very Nolan esque. Yeah. All right, let's go into trailers. Trailers. So trailers. we finally, <laughs> finally got some word on the new mutants. Oh, my God. Yeah, I forgot that trailer came out. So that trailer came out. New mutants trailer. What do you guys think? It's a lot better than the first trailer. I thought the first trailer was a lot better because it had like that eerie California dream. Oh yeah. What song was it they were playing? I don't even know what song it was. Playing. I it was from. Wasn't it two years ago that trailer came out? It was out? two years ago. I don't. I'll be honest. 
I don't remember the first trailer. I don't remember. I don't remember the first. So I remember it being like because I don't remember it. I remember it being very horrorish. It was very horrorish. Um, and I remember like just people saying, "Oh, this movie's been taking forever to come out." So supposedly Kevin Feige watched the first cut of the film and said, "Yo, this is good. Keep it in." And they're not really reasoning any of these reshoots or whatever. Yeah. They're keeping it to what the original cut of the film was. It's due out April third. Hey, in theaters. It's my birthday. Unfortunately, it's Daniel's birthday. Oh, is it? That's, Let me put it in my calendar. That's that's their under... birthday gift for me is New yeah, Mutants. New Mutants. They're like, Daniel, put... you've been asking for this, haven't you? <laughs> Let me see. Like, yeah, April third. April third. Does it say Daniel's birthday? Does it say yeah. kill Daniel or Daniel's birthday? It says it's either one of the two. Pooh. Daniel birthday. Pooh. Yeah. Daniel birthday. Pooh. Yeah, I agree. Pooh face. Pooh face. Okay. Emoji. Okay. Oh, pooh face. Okay. Fist. Muji emoji, oh, emoji, uh, emoji, emoji, middle finger. Yeah. So we're, we got this trailer finally. I mean, let's see what happens. I wonder how this movie's going to do in terms of box office because it's such a weird history of this movie. I can see it being, like, if it's good, it could be like a cult classic X-Men. It could be, it but, I, cool. but I also, yeah, it does. It's, it's, a, it's actually a pretty good trailer. It's just, it's funny seeing the actors in it because they all look so much younger. Like Macy Williams looks... It's Macy Williams, right? Maze, Maze Williams. Maze Williams, yeah. She looks from Game of Thrones. She looks a yeah. lot younger in it. Yeah, same with the girl from Split. From Split, yeah. It's and like the guy from Stranger Things. Yeah. Like, they look they look younger. Yeah. Because um, this was filmed, what, 2016, I guess? Probably 16, 17. Holy macaroni. Yeah. Um, but it's wow. also, like, the time it's coming out, you have James Bond coming out that week, pretty much. Yeah. And you have Fast and the Furious coming out. So oh. it's like... Why well, then? We haven't even gotten a trailer yet for Fast and Furious. No, they're having a, an event later this oh, month okay. in Miami. I'm okay. Uh, we also got a trailer for Mythic Quest. This is the Apple TV Plus series with uh, Rob... Michael Haney. Michael Haney. And uh, Charlie Day. And Charlie trading Day. It, yeah. What do you guys think? I have not watched it. Looks fun. Neither have I. Look, looks funny. Looks yeah. funny? Yeah. I, I, I think because they showed, they showed a trailer at the Ubisoft uh, that, yeah. E3 show last year. This, I think, was a lot better of a trailer, and I'm excited okay. for it to start. So cool. it should be starting soon. I'm excited. Uh, we got the trailer for The Outsider, which is the HBO series that started yesterday, or if you're listening to this, the day before yesterday, right. or day before, day before yesterday, depending on when you listen to this. It all depends. It could be, you <laughs> know what? I'm so confused. That's the point. We're, this, this timeless episode, yeah, right? This episode is like Tenant. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> this episode already happened. The happens. car is flipping back yeah. into four. You watched it, right, Daniel? I watched the first episode. I didn't realize until I was talking to a friend of the show, Nicole. I was like, I was literally, I was texting her. I was like, Nicole, watch this show. She's like, yeah, I already watched both episodes. I was like, wait, how'd you watch both episodes? She's like, yeah, it was a two night, she two went, episode she premiere. She went ahead in time. She oh, went ahead in time, basically. Damn. So, so you're at, you're behind that. So I have to watch the second episode now because the first episode was really good yeah and it's really scary Ooh. and i wasn't expecting it to be i it's like the trailer. king it's a stephen king it's the adopted screen uh, but it's like book or whatever but, but usually with stephen king there's some type of supernatural element and it's like kind of hinted in this um the big actors in this are like ben mendelson and patrick bateman no Jason Bateman. Jason Patrick Bateman is from American Psycho. Yeah, Patrick Bateman is not in this. I, I said it too, this. and I, you could you heard the un, the yeah, unsure the, in my yeah. voice. I was like Patrick Bateman, and Patrick, I was like AKA Christian Bale American with an axe Psycho. is not in this. No, but close enough. Yes. Yeah, Jason Bateman is very scary in this, and like you don't realize because Jason Bateman has been doing a lot of like directing and doing his own thing with Ozark and everything like that, and yeah. he's been getting a lot of praise for it. You say Noah's Ark or Ozark? Ozark. Ozark. Okay, they said Noah's um, Ark. <laughs> but like you don't 
I don't ever think of him as a serious actor. No. Because, like, like, stupid in my head, I always think of him from just, like, comedies and dodgeball, like, game night and, like, bold move con. You know yeah. what I mean? He really hasn't done a lot of dramatic but roles. But Ozark, he keeps getting nominated and he wins for. And in this show, he's genuinely, like, really, like, off-putting. Interesting. So, mm-hmm. I really love the first episode and I'm excited to see the second one because basically the show starts with like the murder of this child's and Ben Mendelsohn is a cop and it's a very kind of like tight knit community and they're trying to figure out what happened and Jason Bateman. I, okay. I was making sure I didn't say Patrick <laughs> Bateman again. <laughs> Jason Bateman is the primary suspect in it. So I'm really excited to see where it goes. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. We also got a trailer today for Morbius. Morbius. So Morbius is a Marvel character, a from the Spider-Man universe. He is a vampire, and uh, played by Jared Leto. So Jared Leto's second comic book character after coming off the Joker. He's oh doing, yeah, he's doing uh, uh, Morbius now, and this <laughs> is in Sony's cinematic universe. So we had Venom. Now we have this. What do you guys think of this trailer? Um. It was a cool trailer, honestly. Like cool I was trailer. surprised. It was very. Uh, I liked the way it was shot. It looks like the cinematography of the movie looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared Leto somehow doesn't age, which makes sense for him to be playing a vampire. Yep. Um, and like, I think the effects look really good. I think the biggest thing that's kind of just confusing me right now is that where is this movie? Yeah, where is <laughs> where it does going? this movie land? Like, yeah. is this because it's it says in association with Marvel, which I guess. They always do that. But it's like, from the studio that brought you Venom, Spider-Man Far From Home, and Spider-Man Homecoming, it's like, okay, but it doesn't say from the worlds of that. And then we see a picture of, like, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man from the Marvel Spider-Man game as graffiti on the wall. And then you see Michael Keaton at the end of the trailer. So it's like, it's just it's weird, weird and I'm hearing rumors that, you know, J.K. Simmons is in it, too, from, he's playing Jonah Jameson. Right. Because at the end of Far From Home, that's what we see. Right. Uh, and... On that picture of Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, it says murder, which falls in line with at the end of Far From Home, that he's considered this menace now. Right. So it makes sense. Yeah, it's so weird. But again, why would they use Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man? Like, what, like that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, Because is it, is it just like a goof? Like, this is the thing. That's why I, I get so thin with Sony churning out their own Spider-Man movies is because things like that wouldn't happen under... Kevin Feige, but it's no, such a, you know what I mean. <laughs> like it's such a blatant scene where you see yeah, it. It's yeah, awesome. it's like it's you, highlighted, you right? You think they would like make a mistake like that? I think they make like a mistake like that. I mean, yeah. look at Homecoming. They started Homecoming with it saying like eight years later, which wasn't the case. True. Like the Russo brothers even said they're like, yeah, that's not that's not that's not accurate. So it's like it's like a weird. Mm-hmm. That's that's the thing. Like it's this movie is such a weird spot that I hope it's good. Venom, I think, is a bad movie, but it's still like entertaining in a weird way. Venom wasn't as bad as we thought it would be, though. No, it's that's not. that's the that's the yeah. positive that I'll right. Make. <laughs> so it's like you have another, and the movie's carried by like Tom Hardy in it, right? Oddly enough, oddly enough, in that in that, yeah. in that role, um, Jared Leto is another character yeah. method actor. He doesn't look weird in this movie. Though. He looks like he's playing like cool yeah, he, he looks weird because he has to look weird. Like, like this movie a, looks um, like. It's a 2005 superhero it does, film. Doesn't that's, it does, that's, And yeah. that's kind of what all the Sony movies like look like. They look like like you have the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which, which looks like it's up to date in right. current time. And then you have these Sony ones 
coming in. They're like, hey, guys, wait up for us. They're like, they're literally the embodiment of Tobey Maguire yeah. in Spider-Man 1 they're, chasing the bus. They're internet explorer. Yeah. They're like, hey, guys, like, uh, hey, stop the bus, yeah. you know, like just smacking against the it bus. Would, Morbius is, even though he's a Spider-Man, like, or care, connected to Spider-Man, connected to Spider-Man he's, I would have loved to see Morbius with Blade. Yeah. it makes sense. He was actually in Blade, the first one, but it was a deleted scene. And right. they're making right, 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 a Blade right. movie with Mahershala. So it's like, is this, this going to be connected somehow? Like, did, did Kevin Feige know Like when that trailer dropped today? Was he just watching and just like, <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> What's happening? He's mm-hmm. calling Michael like, Michael, what did you, you said yes to this film? Because <laughs> at the end of the trailer, he's he like, Michael Keaton. They just called me. I was doing groceries. And they're just like, like hey, I just said, hey, hey Michael Morbius. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, he's, he's clearly he's there. clearly playing Vulture, right? Yeah. He would have to play. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Who else is he gonna play? He's well, playing Bruce Wayne. You he's know like, I, mean? I also am a bat. <laughs> <laughs> Just drawing. Could you imagine if something stupid like that? They're like, hey, Sony's like, hey, let's put him in it because he's Batman, and, and then he's a vampire. Guy. That's his only scene. <laughs> yeah, he's a taxi driver. <laughs> He's an Uber driver, Uber driver. Could, could you, Uber, Uber could you imagine he's, it's a Bruce Wayne cameo instead yeah. of a... Um, he's like, oh, yeah, Vulture I, cameo? I also am a billionaire. I'm not a billionaire. <laughs> like, hey, okay, okay. What movie am I in right uh, now? But yeah, Mormon's actually, like, surprisingly enough, I'm like, I'm looking... I'm looking forward I'm to looking it. Forward. Yeah. When's it come out? It's a great question, Daniel. I can find out for you. Thank you, you very much, Bass. Thank you. you I'm going to gonna guesstimate. Mm. Guesstimate for us. July, August. July, August? August. I don't know about that. I want to say, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say, <sighs> say it, Daniel, say it, say I'm going to say, uh, it's probably sooner, but I'm going to say October. Okay. It's July 31st. Oh, wow. Oh, in your oh face. it's July-August. You're right. In it's your face, August. Daniel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Because cool. depending on when you watch it, it could be August 1st, you know? That's yeah. a good spot for it. Yeah, it's a good spot for it. All right. Out this week. Ride together. <laughs> we die, die together. together. Bad, Bad boys, boys for life. life. That's like our motto. Yes. Yeah. So that's out this week. That's directed by the two brothers that I don't know their name it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, two brothers. Two brothers or two friends. Two guys. No, I think they're two brothers. The brothers? Okay. Yeah, I think so. It's directed by them. It's coming out. This movie's also been to production hell. I mean, Joan Carnahan was attached to it. So yeah. many people were attached to I, it. I was tripping out when I was watching the first Bad Boys this week. And I'm like, man, this was 95. I'm like, this was 25 years ago. Yeah. Are you it's so stupid or you dumb? Isn't it good? The first Bad Boys yeah. is great. It's yeah. so good. I can't. I haven't watched the second one in a long time, so I'm. The second one's it has, got some it good action good sequences. Good but it does. It's a bit yeah. slow at certain points. Yeah. 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 When they go to um, Cuba. Cuba. It's the, second, Cuba. The, the second one is when they're like, shit just got real. Yeah. Uh, the second, one, the second like, one. It starts off with Michael Shannon as well. He's the racist at the KKK rally. Oh god. Oh no, they're not brothers. They're not brothers. They're friends. They're bro- they don't they're have like, the same. They're brothers they're like, like we're brothers. Can you pronounce yeah. those names? Yeah, of course I can. There's uh, Adil Al Arbi and then Bilal Fala. Yeah, yeah, very. Great. They're both very they're good. both from the same part of Lebanon, probably. Um, but yeah, there's you know like you have like the second one is just weird. Like it just has these moments that it's it feels so different from the first one because it's when Michael Bay was settling into his over the top visuals, right? And that's what Bad Boys. We had Gabrielle Union in that film, but it has that great moment of uh, the scene where they open the door to the kid. Oh yeah, the dating the daughter. Dating the daughter. The daughter yeah. yeah. And it's just that's a great sequence. Martin Lawrence and uh, Will Smith have such great chemistry. Great chemistry. Oh my oh. gosh, so good. Such great chemistry, and I think that's the chemistry that like so many. I think that's like 
the chemistry that like Dwayne Johnson and the the heart Kevin Hart the heart the heart I was gonna say the Rock and Heart <laughs> I, I caught myself uh, saying Kevin Johnson Patrick Raymond Kevin Johnson Kevin Johnson my God what is wrong with you today twenty twenty is not a good year for you eh you're Dwayne Johnson and Anthony Kevin. <laughs> you've been wrong Anthony twice now sorry you've been wrong with Anthony twice now that's crazy right that's crazy Anthony that's, this, I'm just, this, year. this is way I'm starting off low this year so I can uh, rise through rise the ashes. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, that I feel like works. that's like the the type of like chemistry that they're trying to like evoke with them and like with Hobbs and Shaw and stuff and like I, that. And too. I would hope and that that's what shines through because Will Smith has not been on the greatest run recently. Right. Nope. All his films have been yeah, so, no bueno, no bueno. We also have Doolittle coming out, which I mean, I don't definitely no bueno. It's not gonna. It's yeah. gonna be a no for me. It you can look literally see the no. All. It's it's a no little no me. little. No little. Yeah. Uh, I I watched the, I watched I would say about half an hour of. The Eddie Murphy one, like over oh, the I Christmas did break, yeah. yeah, I did too. I just, I just put it on, like, uh, and I remember seeing it in theaters and yes. stuff growing up too. And I'm like, this is like, it's a cute movie. It's a cute I saw that movie, over you know? Truman Show as a kid, but then again, I was a kid, so that makes sense. As you're a kid, right? Yeah, Truman Show would have given you an exit, ex, like, existential crisis. As, as a up, child, you know? I'm like, what the hell's going on? Why is Jim Carrey not putting on a mask? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. I- I'm very like again. Doolittle was another movie that went through production hell. Like I feel like I oh, heard yeah. about it like seven years ago. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. Um, and Robert Downey Jr. is doing a Welsh accent in it, and there's a lot of like known voice actors in it. So it's, I just it just does not like it's going to perform well. No, and it's a Universal Pictures movie, which is so random. Right. Anyways, we got Weathering with You, which I don't think I've even heard of. Uh, anim- um, animated film. Yeah, apparently yeah. it's really good. It's getting really good reviews. Cool. Like it's yeah. good very, very like it's one of the best films of the year. It's wow. uh, from it the director of who who's done a lot of big movies. I'll get you. That uh, name. It is um, Makoto Shinkai. I'm sorry, I beg your pardon. <laughs> Did you just sneeze? Uh, he has directed Your Name. Yeah, which like is it's huge. They're all oh, like Your Name was big. Yeah. yeah, they're all like Oscar nominated animated films. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. But I think it's gonna be a Bad Boys. It's week. a bad boys week. It's eh? gonna be a bad boys yeah. week. I mean, yeah. Will Smith brings it. I mean, it's, it's a January film, so it's kind of like oh, well, it got our money. That's for sure. But it's got it's, our money. It's, it's so. got our you money. Ticket? Yes, I did. Yeah. Right time. Ten thirty-five or forty-five. No, ten forty-five. Ten forty-five. Yeah. PM. PM. All right. Sounds good. All right. Wait. You guys like regular screen, right? It's a regular screen. There's no IMAX and there's no VX. There's no Ultra VX. It's just peasant screening. Peasant screening. You know what I mean? It's just twenty-five millimeter. You know. Yeah. So what they give we, you binoculars to yeah, watch. What have you been watching, guys? Anthony, what did you watch this past little while? I've watched a lot. You watched a lot. I think we've a all lot watched a lot. I've watched yeah. a lot. Um I watched Spider Verse. Finally. What'd you think? Good film. Good movie. Good yeah. movie. Yeah. Um I wasn't big I wasn't a big fan of all the I know it's gonna just sound you're gonna hate me for it, yeah, but like just just the the quick cuts. Of the of the film, like just the the jumps in here and there, and yeah. it's just like it's a it's a really fast paced. It is very fast movie, like movie. It's adrenaline. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. yeah, it's a very adrenaline based film, especially with like, the stop motion esque of yeah. the animation, right? And sometimes I got bored of it in a yeah. sense, but um, I love the story behind it. Yeah, it was well written. Um, just the story about all the different spider Spider Man and yeah. uh, Miles, kind of. Being brought in, I, like I didn't expect uh, Spider-Man to die, and then another, yeah, another Spider-Man, God. Spider uh, B- Peter B. Parker, Peter B. Parker, which I kind of relate to a little bit. Um, <laughs> 
but yeah, it was a it was a great it was a great film. Yeah, yeah, and and, I, I, and it's crazy like the amount of animation that I don't even know how they would build a film like Spider. How do you even start twenty twenty two for the sequel? Right, yeah. like I can see how Toy Story is made, but like this with all the like a fast paced cuts, like someone had to draw that. It and, seems like, like there's so many people involved like, with yeah. each shell cell that they're trying to create. You Pixar, know? watch your backs because Sony Animation is. Again, this Coming is up. a movie that I don't think any one of us suspected to be this good because nope. for so long, we didn't even know what the animation style was going to be until that first trailer dropped and we were just like, hold up a second, this yeah. looks awesome. And then we watched the movie and we were just like, this is probably one of the best Spider-Man stories put on screen. Like yeah. It's just so well done and I'm so excited to see where they go with it. Seriously. Yeah. What um, else you watch? I've also watched that Astra with Brad Pitt. Nice. Um, really good really showcases how lonely it could be in space. Right. Um, I watched The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Which right. was that? Really, really good. Showcases how lonely uh, it could be being in The Last Black Man. It's such a great film. I've been um, wanting to watch it for a long time. Yeah. Very like, It's an artsy film, but... Danny you know, Glover, right? Danny Glover's in yeah. it, but he's not really... like He's not the main character in it. Right. But um, yes, it has an art... like It's a very artsy film, but it's it's not like you get a like some crazy art house right. uh, story. It's very homegrown like a san francisco story and it's a love letter to san francisco and it's and it talks about a lot of things a lot of you know friendship and and um gentrification and and uh family so really really well shot music's great um when i saw when i watched it i'm like man that is san francisco because there's certain parts of that movie it's just like yeah i remember that in san francisco i love san francisco Um, but man, the, the, I would say talking about score, freaking score. The opening sequence to this movie just grabs you, and you're like, "Fuck! I want to watch this. I want to see where this gets me, where this leads, or what this story is." Um, I thought both actors did a phenomenal job. Their chemistry were great. Um, but yeah, I watched that. I also watched uh, for all uh, C TV show Apple TV Plus. Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa, man. Um, I hated Apple TV Plus when it came out because I'm like, fuck, I just didn't get it. HBO wannabe. Yeah, HBO wannabe. It's just, you know, that whole vibe from it. So, during the holiday break, I just put it on as like a background um, show just to have playing and I'll just sometimes watch it and sometimes don't. I started watching it. Man, it was some dirty kills. Yeah. Dirty kills. (laughs) I've never seen like like some harsh kills. Yeah. Like Jason Momoa. Did a great job, like, and, and it led into like understanding where what was happening and how it was happening, and um, the characters grew up. I thought they were gonna be babies for a while, but no, they grew up real quick. Um, <laughs> and then I also watched For All Mankind, yeah, but which it was another Apple TV Plus show, really good. I actually liked it. But it's it's cool to see that, like, because there was that rumor before these shows came out saying oh apple's only going to allow like pg-13 content or pg no, content no, 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 no. and that is not see, true with the morning like, show or for all mankind or c for any of them dude, like, so there's a part where he like he oh fuck he just he cut like he has this guy wrapped around him he has like a blade between his teeth and he just rips it back it's like full Jeez. jaw skull off and he's, and he's morning like, show, right? This is what you're talking about the <laughs> Yeah, Steve Carell. I think that's why Steve Carell was yeah. fired in that show, right? Man, some dirty kills. Um, but then the story like grew on you, and so did For All Mankind. I didn't vibe with it. I'm like, what are where are they gonna go with this? Okay, they're not the first people in space, so what else? Yeah. But such a character driven show. 
at the end of it. I got to give Frogman kind of another watch because I didn't like the first episode. I didn't but, like the first episode either. But I got to give it a when watch. When you like, it's when you get into it, it gets better. You for know sure. those stories where it's like, oh, you gotta let it grow on you, yeah, and it eventually grows on you. That's so. it's for all mankind is definitely one of those. I was gonna say going back. So don't be to, me. Don't um, judge a book by its cover. Uh, the last black man in San Francisco. Uh, the director. We when that trailer came out, I remember us being like, "Yo, that's so beautifully shot." American Paradise is the short film that he did that I, I was talking about last year too. Also watch that short film. It's really mm-hmm. really good. Really really good short film. Yeah, is that all you watched the the last uh, was couple the last, weeks? Pretty much last two weeks. Yeah. Oh, Interstellar. Interstellar stuff yeah. like that. Like, but nothing like new that. Nothing crazy and new. Wait, did I miss some? No, no. I I was I was trying to find films that I haven't watched yet that I was really interested in watching, like The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Right. And it's not a film that a lot of people know about. Right. And uh, another one that people thought was snubbed at the Oscars this year. That, really, that sh- it, there should have been something there for it. It was a, it's a eight two four. Eight two four had an amazing year last yeah, year. Eight two four, and they've only had the one cinematography nomination yeah. for Lighthouse, which is crazy. I would say eight two four has grown into probably one of the best studios. They're, they're, the, they're the best studio right now. I feel like, like I mean, in terms of original content. Original content, yeah. yes. Like yeah. it's crazy. Waves, um, uncut Black, gems, uncut gems, midsummer, yeah. uh, last Black Man in San Francisco, Lighthouse, like a lot, phenomenal. I don't know who, like I don't know how they are getting these. It was mid nineties last year, right? Yeah, mid nineties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who's like who their friggin' script picker is, or who, <laughs> who decides? They're very much in the line of like Blumhouse as well, like Jason Blumhouse. Yeah, know, with his production company, well, they actually. Yeah, I just watched uh, the out, not the Outsider. Sorry, the Loudest Voice, and they. Did the production of it? Oh, nice! Uh, which was another. So what do you what, show. what have you been watching then? Um, yeah, I'll start off with the, the loudest voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a show because I just watched Bombshell over the break. Um, so I saw that the loudest voice is basically about Roger Ailes as well, and basically the show is eight episodes, and every episode takes place in a specific year. So I think it's like 1995 when Fox News. For those of you who don't know, Roger Ailes is basically the one who created Fox News, and he was like the giant man literally and figuratively behind everything and that he was not a good person he was uh, a lot of sexual misconduct a lot of bullying a lot of that kind of stuff um and basically every year of the loudest voice is a year in history so the first episode is 95 then 2001 so that's when they're talking about like 9-11 and things like that and how that affected the news uh 2008 when obama came in uh, 2009 with the financial crisis, 2015 when Trump announces, and 2016 when Trump wins. Like, there's a lot of specific times where you're looking at how the news kind of reflects what's going on in the world, but also how it kind of skewed, I guess, skews it and has the influence over, it, right? Yeah. And there kind of shows how Fox News was like, instead of catering to a certain type of person, we're going to cater to a certain demographic of America, and yeah. like, it's just, it's very interesting to see and um russell crowe plays roger ailes and a lot of makeup and stuff like that and he won a golden globe Globe for it last week so he did a phenomenal performance of that it's a really great show it's from showtime and blumhouse is one of the uh production companies behind it it's on showtime while crave here if you watching or listening in canada um, and all the episodes are out, so it's definitely a, it's a really good watch. Like it's one of those shows that like I watched the first episode and I kind of became just like hooked watching it. So I just kind of binged all of that. Um, over the break, been 
movies I've seen already, but I saw Jojo Rabbit again, checked out Knives Out and Parasite again and Once Upon a Time, just kind of showing those movies to the family because they're all movie fanatics, right? Um, like I mentioned earlier, I was watching Bad Boys as well. Uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood as well. I watched Hustlers as well too. I know Shay just watched it recently as well too. Uh, I thought Hustlers was really good. I think it's it's a lot of it gets very slow in some points. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like I wish it would have been really cool to see J Lo nominated. But it's one of those films that you just like. It's a good film, but does it does it warrant? Um... Oscar praise? An Oscar praise. Right. I think, no, again, nothing in, against... Nothing against... Yeah, nothing against the director. And, like, I you know it's a whole female cast and right. all that. But I'm just... I look at this story. I'm like, how many times would I yeah. watch this again? I uh, wish I wish it almost went further with things because there's a lot of jumping back and forth with yeah. them, I guess, talking to a reporter for it. And I just think they, they this movie was... It was good, but it, it never had, like... It never dialed it up. It never was like, okay, let's go. It just kind of turned into montages. And yeah. then once once montages happen, you're like, you're kind of disconnected, right? You I, wanted I en- that. I enjoyed that it, scene. but it was it was my issue with it was the editing. Like it just felt so all over the place. And when it ends, it just kind of ends. Right. Yeah. And like there's no payoff to it. There's no payoff. And I was just kind of like, oh, okay. There's that period where JLo kind of disappears for like 30 minutes of the film and Constant Wu has to carry it and I don't feel like she was carrying the film right. very well. And Constant Wu is technically like the lead. She's the lead in right? this yeah. film. And like, overall, there's some great sequences. I think the movie starts off really strong. Right. And, and then just, it just kind of just stays in one gear. It never it never captures the magic of that first 10 minutes, yeah. right? But I think JLo did a really good job. Yeah. Like, I was actually, when we look at the performances this year, even though maybe the acting might not have been 100%, but her commitment to learning how to pole dance. Yeah. And the way that she presented it in the film is as if she was a veteran. Like, when she was mm-hmm. on that pole, I was like, oh, she's been doing this yeah. for years. Like, I didn't I didn't see J-Lo. I saw her character, which is, which is cool to see, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, as mentioned earlier, I watched The Outsider. So I have to watch the second episode now that it's out. But really messed up show but like, i'm excited to watch more i was really intrigued by it and i watched just mercy which is uh michael b jordan brie larson and jamie fox um really 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 great movie so this is about it's another oscar snub right another oscar snub yeah i yeah. thought like did it make it in time for us it did i think because it got because it was at tiff oh, okay yeah, yeah, it was yeah. at tiff and then it mm-hmm. was at uh, i guess other award shows as well too and things like that but yeah, like I watch it, I'm like, damn, like it was a really moving movie, and it's basically about Jamie Foxx being put on death row for a crime he did not commit. Mm-hmm. But you're also learning about the lives of other people in death row, and Michael B. Jordan, who basically is founding this found like is a lawyer trying to fight for these people when nobody wants to give him the shot and things right. like that. And Brie Larson is also great, and it's a really, really great movie. And again, unfortunately, not one that was anywhere at the Oscars this year. So I hope I hope it doesn't just kinda come and go. I think it's a it's a really important and relevant movie. So hopefully it it finds an audience in theaters. And it has been doing pretty well at the box office, but we'll see how it does in the long run, right? Yeah. Shay, how about you? What have you been watching? Uh I didn't like keep a list of everything that I was kinda watching, but in the past maybe like two weeks, I guess you could say, um after Taryn, who was snubbed for the Oscars. I didn't even say After Earth. I'm like, why do you watch After Earth? <laughs> <laughs> no, after Terry Negerton was snubbed for playing Elton John in 
uh, Rocket Man. He, he won for Best Actor for Rocket Man. Yeah, Golden, Golden Globes. Globe, so happy for the Oscars. Yeah, I was so excited. I put on Rocket Man right after, so I watched that. Uh, showed my girlfriend and my brother. They loved it. It's. Uh, I think it's top three for 2019 for me. And I we'll, absolutely, we'll, we'll, we'll love talk it. about our top ten at the very end. We'll yeah. just give like a quick, a quick, a quick, a quick rundown. Yeah. No order if you guys don't want to do that. Yeah, just right to, yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, while, just, just while I'm listing my films for these like uh, that I watched. Yeah. Look at your top ten of last year. <laughs> How do I look at my top ten? Or just just <laughs> like in your mind, go deep into your soul. Think about it. If I go too deep, go into I your mind's eye. <laughs> damn, damn. Multiverse of madness, eh? <laughs> yeah, there's a definite multiverse of madness. <laughs> uh, Don't I, go too deep. I showed some of my friends Parasite. Yeah. And uh, it's it's one of those movies that I love showing people because I just love. The reactions. Yeah. You're just kind of waiting to see how you're, they're going to react. You're not watching the screen. You're watching no, them, No, I'm right? going to watch my friends. Yeah. So they love that. I put on Batman Begins, because why not? Classic. Um, mm. A Goofy movie. Classic. Classic. <laughs> why not? Uh, like I said, watch Hustlers. I watched Bombshell as well when I talked about that. And, yeah. I you know, thought it was good. I I put on Gemini Man, not yesterday, but the day before yesterday. And, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I watched it from beginning to end. I didn't, you know, call my phone. I, I stayed true you to stayed the film. You stayed with it, eh? So was it good? I tried. I tried the first twenty minutes. I'm like, I can't get into this. Here's, right now. So here's yeah. what I'll say about this film, Daniel. You watched probably the best parts of this film. Then I'm the upset. First, then <laughs> first twenty minutes of this film, I actually was pretty engaged yeah. because I liked how it was stylistically shot. I thought it was very cool looking, um, and I was kind of like vibing with this character. And then we're introduced to this other character, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and then it just goes down these tropes that you're so familiar with. And overall, the film's just kind of going, and you're like. Oh my God, what is happening? And the film turned so 2003 so quickly with its logic and its just over. But it is, of, right? It's, it, it's, it was, it's a very, from the 90s, right? Yeah, it's a very whatever, old right? script, but like you would hope that it's modernized right, in some form. Yeah. Um, the beginning with how young Will Smith looks, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. It's only towards the very end, like literally the ending shot of the film with the sequence of. I don't. Know if, I don't care if it's a spoiler or not, but it he, at the university. At the university, because he, you know, changes his ways. Blah blah blah. Um, that's where you can tell the money kind of ran out because it looked pretty rough. Right. Yeah. But because because it's like those stationary shots. Like when you're having an all CG character, you could get away with it when it's nighttime. Like when all those shots we saw of him at night, they were primarily you could, you could hide that right. But when you're in the daylight and you're seeing that, when you're seeing like full light on your face because I, I literally watched that scene at the end I was just like Ooh, that, that stands out a lot because in, in the beginning of the film when you first introduced to the character he's wearing sunglasses and when you can't see the eyes <laughs> it's it's okay you, yeah. you can kind of fall yeah, into place top, like you get the hairstyle yeah the, and that's the it. jaw structure and you're like okay it's cool it looks eyes. good your eyes is that's where what it is. like kills you that gives that's, it away that's that's but yeah, it, so the film just became really stupid, really dumb, and just overall, I was like, what the hell am I watching? Oh, I, I just remember something. There. And uh, Zoolander. I watched Zoolander last night. How was that? Zoolander? Yeah. Such a funny film. I love watching that movie. Yeah. You when when you said eyes, I just remembered another movie I watched. Oh, what? Alita. Alita. You watched oh, Alita. Yeah, you watched Alita. Yeah. I forgot about Alita. What did you think of Alita? I enjoyed it. Yeah? I really did. Like, this action sequences were, like, really good. I think... I. I didn't care for the story, right? But <laughs> the CG yeah. was phenomenal. There's some amazing CG in it. Holy I just macaroni! The only th- one of the big things with that movie is the eyes. It just really pull the, me out. The like big eyes. The big eyes. It just never made me really 
it, I never n- not saw it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it just it always was distracting for me. And there was a lot of there's a lot of moments where it's like, hey, let's play this weird racing roller hockey game in yeah. this movie. So yeah, it's yeah. like there's a lot of scenes of that and the random Jai Courtney <laughs> cameo as well doing it. Yeah. Um, Who was Jai Courtney in that film? He was like a random like oh yeah, yeah athlete yeah, 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 in yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're all like cyborgy. Yeah, so, it looks cool. They look really cool and. Yeah, you just—it's—it's yeah. it's one of those things that, like we said when Shane and I reviewed it last year, it's like we would watch a sequel, hundred percent. Oh, I would watch a sequel, hundred percent. But like the way it end, it just kind of ends super anticlimactically because it's just like, okay, she's going up to the thing, and then like Ed Norton's there, and he's kind of just he's like, like I see you. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, it just that, ends. I didn't—I didn't know he was in it until the end. Yeah, I'm I like, was like, oh, Ed Norton. Ed Norton. That's what you've been doing. Yeah, the past five <laughs> he, had, years. he had to do that movie to get Motherless Brooklyn made. Yes. <laughs> oh, another snub. Is it I though? Don't <laughs> Is it though? Snub, I though. think if you were Ed Norton's a snub. Yeah, yeah. if you're Ed Norton, yeah. they didn't like my movie. They didn't like my cursing and yeah. my Tourette's. And Ed Norton <laughs> literally said like something that was like, "I had to sell my soul to make this movie." Yeah. So if you see me do a bunch of shitty movies, this is why yeah. I'm like, "Oh I'm like, God, was, was well, Motherless Brooklyn one of the shitty films you had to do?" <laughs> Poor guy. Well, you already well, hit, you already checked off one. So how many others do you have to do? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. So let's let's talk about some of these top ten, or at least what were ten films from last year that we walked out of twenty nineteen yeah. going. Yeah. yeah. We spoke a lot last year when we were doing our decades video. Which, if you haven't watched our or listened to our top movies of the decade, Shay just put out an amazing video on YouTube. So definitely watch the video that he did and the, the edit at the beginning. It's phenomenal. Um, we also have the audio version if you want to listen to that, but check out the video. Um, we all, we talked a lot about the movies in there that we really loved. We also have a video or an episode, I think in July we did it, where it was like our top movies of the year so far. Mm -hmm. So where we kind of dive more into the movies that we've seen. But honestly, I think at the end of the year, I would still put Avengers Endgame as probably my favorite movie experience of the year only because it's just what it accomplished, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is crazy what it, what it did. Cause when we see, I guess the polar opposite side of that, when we look at like star Wars, the, the rise of Skywalker, we're, we're, we're star Wars happy feeling very empty. Avengers did the opposite times a million, which is a pretty big accomplishment to do that with 23 movies into a franchise. Um, Parasite is up there for me. Cause I think Parasite is just absolutely a phenomenal film and it's one of those movies that everybody needs to watch truly everybody needs to watch parasite uh i'm just gonna i'm just gonna quickly list my favorite movies of the year not in order Mm -hmm. if that's okay with you guys it's okay with me um so yeah i have shazam avengers endgame long shot rocket man if i did have to put it's probably my number two or number three movie of the year because i absolutely adore rocket man and i wish taron egerton got a nomination because i thought he was phenomenal uh, really love Toy Story 4, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Farewell. Aquafina gives an amazing performance. Please watch The Farewell. Uh, Ready or not, super surprising movie of that year, of last year. Came out in August. I don't think it was on anybody's radar, but it's just such a fun movie to watch. And it's, I think it's going to be one of those movies that every Halloween I'm going to watch it. It's going to go in the rotation. Um, Dads, which is a documentary. Sound of Metal which is a phenomenal movie so hopefully that that's coming out on a- to Amazon it's it's that's what we were told right so i think it's this month or next month uh jojo rabbit obviously is a beautiful movie ford versus ferrari um i think joker 
we didn't really talk about it getting 11 nominations. It's a lot. It's a lot of nominations, but I'm surprised. It's it's a weird it's just, a weird thing. It's a weird thing. I think Joker is a great movie. It's a great movie, but I think like it's amazing performance. Eleven but, nominations. Yeah. This is like Lord of the Rings nominations. Yeah, like that's uh, what, when, I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, I yeah, best actor, okay, but everything else, I don't see. I think, the, it, especially in the categories, I think what happens a lot of the time with the nominations is that. The Academy just votes for movies they're familiar with. Yeah. So when I saw like Joker for editing and Joker and Jojo Rabbit for editing, I was just like, again, great movies, but they don't need to be in every category. No. You know what I mean? It'd be nice going forward if maybe instead of being only nominated for a certain category once, like uh, and like we were talking about Margot, uh, sorry, Scarlet in supporting and leading actress. Right. Maybe studios should only be able to submit a movie in up to five categories. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe that's a better maybe way for do, them. We should, we should probably do like a like after the Oscars are done. Like how to what fix, we fixing see, the Oscars? What we want to see in the Oscars yeah. next year? Because I think maybe they're like, okay, you know what? Joker, sure, we can only submit it for five categories. Yeah. I think these are little changes that we'll see going forward yeah. to get more movies being recognized. Cool. Um, Honey Boy loved it. Ad Astra loved it. Parasite I've already spoke about. Irishman's great. Knives Out is such a fun movie, and I was so happy to see Ryan Johnson get nominated today for it. 1917, obviously, and Little Woman. Loved it, and I love what Greta did with it, and she really kind of took the book and made it... It's still a period piece, but it's, it feels more like a modern movie, and it's, I think, the quintessential version of that of that movie. So definitely... Um, 2019 turned out to be a really good year for movies. Remember, we talked about it starting out slow, and... Uh... It definitely picked up right around TIFF time. Yeah. Um, for me, very similar list, Daniel. I mean, I've got 1917 on there. It's because it's fresh, but it's also because it was really well done. Yeah. Really liked Knives Out. Uh, Forbes' Ferrari was a big one for me. Yeah. Um, I really liked Midsummer. I just, something about I have to, it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it soon, man. Something about it stuck man. out to me. And it, Florence it, it Pugh, just, man. Florence Pew Pew. Pew, 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 pew. Something about it just, just stuck out to me. It, it's a very weird film. I know, Anthony, you watched it. You weren't huge on it, but I think like maybe over time, Maybe it'll might settle mm. differently for you. Maybe not. No. Maybe I'll go fuck myself. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what What was the biggest? Um, I guess what's just what's what is it about Midsummer that's just been stuck with you? I think the fact that a film that takes place during daytime, yeah, can make you feel that uncomfortable because you feel you'll feel safe during daytime. You're safe. Yeah, you've made it to daytime. You're yeah. safe in a movie. But like the whole that. film is primarily this unsettling, uncomfortable feeling, and something about like witch cults and stuff like that. It it. I don't know. It was just something about it that kind of, kind of zoned me in, and yeah. you can tell there's, this is a movie that'll be studied for a while yeah. because there's so many things that are still coming out from it. Right. Uh, Have you visited IKEA since this movie? Oh yeah, yeah. Because okay. I mean, I, I'm fully on board with yeah. what they're doing. Okay, in I was gonna say because it's not like you have to face your fear or anything. No, like I was, you I was, went in celebration. I was on the other end of Midsummer where oh, I was wow. against the good people. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Honey Boy, huge surprise for me yeah. as well. Loved it so much. I want to see it again. Can't wait till it's available digitally. Um, Soon, Sam, Rocket Man, Ready or Not. I mean, I remember I went to go see that film and I told you right after. I'm like, you got to see Ready or Not. Yeah. Like, it's good. Same with Fighting My Family. Like, that one. Oh, yeah. Also, I think. Did I say Fighting with My Family? I don't know if you did. No, Daniel, you didn't. You didn't. And that's, oh, it's, oh, oh, this is why. It was literally the first one on my list because that came out in March. Uh, but I, I skipped and I started in April. I just yeah, didn't scroll down. Nah, no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> I needed to show the proof. I have I have the notes. Honestly, there's no way to confirm or deny this. Yeah, I think Shay. It's, it's a I shit. Said it for I will Shay post said it. First, I will I'm post it to the story. 
it is it is in there december 31st <laughs> was my list um <laughs> fighting my family big one and I, and I remember i also told you about it i was like listen weird weird film we're not big yeah. wrestling guys but go watch you're you're the wrestling guy you haven't watched it yet yeah i know it's because i so when this trailer dropped I, it's because i don't i didn't care for like the the character that's Oh, the Paige. Re- gotcha. Yeah, I didn't care about Paige, and we all know about Paige. Oh, we all know about Paige. Um, no, but this is the thing. I remember when that trailer dropped, and on the Apple TV app, the trailers app, there was a million movie trailers there that mm. n- most of them don't make it to theaters. No. So when I saw Fighting With My Family, and I saw The Rock was in it randomly, I was like, what is this? And I remember us talking about it, and then you told me you saw it when you were in New York, Yeah. and then I literally, that night, I think I went to go watch it with my dad, Yeah. and it Turned out to be a great movie. Fantastic film. Yeah. Steven Merchant, man. He's yeah. great. Um, yeah, Ford vs. Ferrari, also Knives Out. But yeah, these are some of the greatest films that I saw last year. And a lot yeah. of these will be sticking with me. Parasite, I think, is the one that I'm carrying home with me. I loved Endgame, of course, because that was huge. That was yeah. a that was an event. That is literally the definition of an event film. I, I right. don't think any other film will ever come close to right. Endgame yeah. in our lifetime. I watched it on... I want to say, I, oh yeah, New Year's Eve, I watched Avengers Endgame, and I was just, I was still in awe. It's a good New Year's Eve film. It is a good New Year's yeah. Eve film, right? And I literally just remember watching it and still being in awe of like, damn, like this happened. Yep. Like this, they somehow pulled this movie off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like going back to the first Avengers movie seems so small, even though back in 2012, Avengers felt like the biggest thing in the world. And the first, it's crazy how it's made the 2012 Avengers feel like such a small movie compared to like what they've done so far. It's crazy. Anthony, what about you? So I, I was just making my list while you guys were uh, making talking my list about downtown. Making my list. Um, Checking it twice. <laughs> gonna find out. A lot of the things that nice. you mentioned, I mentioned too. So Avengers Endgame for sure uh, up there. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Waves. Which was uh, a film that has, see it. Uh, you see have it. to see it. Another A24 masterpiece. Is so. it a, did it ever get a release It yet? did get a release. It, it did get a release, limited. but it just hasn't been released digitally yet. Because it's been on theaters a while ago now, right? I think it, re- like it came out in December. I'll, I'll take What's a look for you. November, end of November, December type of thing. I'll take a look for you guys. Um, yeah, Waves, great film. Uh, Parasite, Ford versus Ferrari, Last Black Man in San Francisco. December 6th. Mm-hmm. They got released in Canada. Uh, Interesting. Toy Story 4, Honey Boy, Shazam, and um, what the hell did I write here? <laughs> what does that say? Let me see. Uh, I, it's in my script. Man, you wrote this Rocket list, Man. though. Yeah. <laughs> That's Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Um, <laughs> Waves is actually coming out digitally January 21st. So would you say would you say it's a like would a you buy? buy? Would, is it a yeah. blind buy yeah, kind yeah. of film? Okay. It's a yeah, it's a bought. You'll like it. Yeah. It's being uh, just you'll like elevation? it just on it's um oh, in Canada. What what? No elevation what released it in Canada. That's oh, why. that makes sense. Yeah, uh, you'll like it just on its like music because nice. it's yeah. done by a Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor. Trent. Trent. The fact that Reznor the, and that Atticus the Ross. trailer had Frank Ocean in it for me that that's yeah that kind of Frank that's why I bought tickets to it at TIFF. It was like that Frank Ocean song. I'm like, oh, I wonder Godspeed. what this. And it's really really touching story about a family that is just dealing with um, what a lot of families deal with, but how it can like turn and excited. Now, would you say so? Right now, I'm looking at it in iTunes. It's 
Oh yeah. Is it? Is, should I just blind buy it right now? Yeah. Should I blind pre-order it? Why not? All right. What are you gonna do with fourteen? Hold on. What are you gonna do with fifteen bucks? I'm pre-ordering. Can't buy anything with fifteen bucks nowadays. What? What is like a? Okay, I'm gonna also pre-order right now too. I will also pre-order it. You hear that, waves? We just pre-ordered you live on the movie podcast. Live on the movie. Uh, it's the fifth wave, right? That's what we're pre-ordering. Fi- <laughs> that was literally the first one that popped up for me too. I was like, oh no. Here we go. Um, no, I think it's I'm it's a. Um, but yeah, what it? What a was that the end of your list, Anthony? Rocket Man. Well, I haven't watched 1917. I haven't oh, right. watched Irishman. Right. And I haven't watched Uncut Gems. Um, Uncut I know, Gems I I know I'm part of a movie though. podcast, but I don't really like movies. What? <laughs> That's not true. It's not true at all. I haven't. No, I have. I just. I just need to. Uh, no, you just. Take, you I, just didn't. Get I don't want to watch Irishman because I just can't. I don't, everyone's talking about this time thing. And it's been. What about it? I like, think. I think people are even scaring my mom's you off. Like I can't even watch it after. Like I try to watch the three hours and I can't. And I watched the one hour, and then I try to go back, and I can't watch it. Treat like, it, treat it like a, a show, man. I know. Uh, I just can't commit. Gotcha. That's the biggest thing. But I will try to. Do you looking ahead at this year? And I know it's we're early, but we've never when we started our show, we're coming up almost on a year because we started the show in February of last year. Full force started in March, but February was our first episodes. Do you think, as an early January look at the year? Do you think that 2020 will be a stronger year at the movies no. than 2019? No. That's your that's your definitive answer. I, don't, I was looking no. at, a, at a list of all the films that are coming out in 2020, and yeah. I just nothing really. Because a lot a lot of the movies that like came out in the Oscar season, like we didn't really think about too much earlier in the year. It wasn't until like TIFF time that things really just were like, let's be amazing. Yeah. So like, there are some amazing films, right? But they're amazing because they're coming from like Ghostbusters, or it's a Marvel right. film, or the, the know, big the tentpole Nolan. movies, yeah, the Nolan year, man. Um, but other than that, like, is it gonna we'll, be? We'll have we'll have, I guess, an episode dedicated to looking at 2020. But just just offhand for you, Shay, like, do you I think... Don't think it's gonna be as strong? This year is a strong year. It turned into a really strong like, year. If you look at the best pictures, twenty nineteen, all mean. great films. There's yeah. nothing like last year where it was, you know, Green Book, which was a great film, but like, who the hell is gonna watch it after that? Like, right. And there's a lot of controversy with it. Yeah. But like, all as, these, as it happens, right? All these films that you're seeing, they're all like timeless films that you will watch forever and ever. Right. Parasite, Ford versus Ferrari, nineteen seventeen. Once upon a time. Once upon a time, Irishman. These are this is a good Little year. Woman, yeah. It hasn't been like this. I don't know about Little Woman. I don't know. We're we're getting Dune this year too, so you gotta remember. Yeah. That. Yeah, but like, have you ever like? But that's the thing. It's Denis. At the end of the day, it's Denis. Yeah, so. but like, it's Dune. We're also getting the Crudes too. Finally, like I. Oh wow, that's this Sonic year. Sonic right? is finally coming out. Sonic, Sonic is finally coming Valentine's out. Day, right? Or did they change it? Or is Valentine's? I think April, Valentine's Day is a change day. We're also getting the Coming uh, to America that's sequel. The new mutants. Don't you freaking forget? What'd you say to me? Coming to America too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be... I think I'm really looking forward to this year, mostly because of Tenet. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, really mostly. helps. But there are some... If you go through this list, there'll be some films that you'll pick out and you'll be like, oh, that's going to be interesting. That's going to be interesting. I mean, yeah. well, February, then, yeah. February, we're like, getting Birds time, of Prey. We're looking for yeah. timeless films. Films that well, are timeless. we don't know. We don't know. We, we, we won't like, know until we... They could be timeless. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just maybe that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, really that one with Harrison time. Ford about the dog. I'm really excited for <laughs> Call of the Wild. Is it Call of the Wild? Call, call, of the call, dogs. call of the. I'm really excited for to see where we are in December, 
with one the show obviously but just what movies have come out and what's surprised us so because i'm hopefully hopefully we'll have some surprises this year yeah good surprises good surprises minions too guys come on this is minions too yeah minions hasn't there been a minions too uh minions the rise of grew minions there's a group man come on venom 2 comes out oh yeah venom 2 is going to be this year probably as well yeah soul soul looks soul Soul looks good yeah and then onward black widow the eternals later this year with sexy kumail nanjiani like it's true eternals is coming out this year yeah 2020 november yeah yeah. soul it's got godzilla versus king kong coming out this year one roman 1984 yeah there's, there's a but lot see, of like, films. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Like those are films that are like franchise based, known films. Yeah, like, known so films. there's, there's uh, your you know Woman in the Window that you were so excited to see. Oh, with Amy Adams, right? Amy Adams. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you can't wait for that one. I, well, yeah, like I can't actually. There's I was, also the the Chris Rock Samuel L. Jackson Saw film coming out this year too. Oh right, yeah. It's gonna be a really it's interesting be a year. Good yeah. year, man. I'm no excited. I'm excited for our 2020 episode. Like yeah, I'm you know excited what? too. Just go to A24 and see what they're producing. Yeah. They're doing for the a, next, they're uh, my favorite film that I'm looking forward to. Fantasy Island, remember? <laughs> you know, I just realized the poster is a screaming woman. I didn't realize that. What? Dude, the poster is a screaming woman. Interesting. The Look f- at it. It's a woman. Oh screaming. wow, it is. Yeah. Um, Look at that. Yeah. Eight two four is coming out with that. The first cow, which I saw the trailer for, and I'm like, oh yeah. Man, I don't know why I want to watch this, but I want to watch this. Because <laughs> it's eight two four, man. Yeah. Uh, and Saint Maud and uh, Gretel and Ansel. Zola. Yep. Yep. This oh, is all happening. So I mean, that was our welcome back episode. To 2020. Welcome back. The movie podcast. We are here to stay. We're not going unless you come into this room and shoot us all. Please don't do that. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. Don't be a good well, start. You do it when I'm not here. Don't. Oh, you're always wait, here. Wait, I'm oh, here, though. Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we hope that you guys, you know, are excited to hear us, our sultry voices, my nasally voice this episode. I'm hosting next episode, guys. You are hosting this episode. So are you already preparing the end of the line that you have to say when I'm going to toss it to you? Yes. Yeah, okay. prepare yourself. <laughs> if you have any suggestions of what you want to see in 2020, I know that what we want to do going forward is we want to create some movie commentaries as well. We want right. to watch a film and give our commentary. We want to do some great stuff this year. If you have suggestions, corrections, or anything you want to say, please go to thistimewith.com slash talk. And that was This Time with the Movie Podcast. And we'll see you next.